This is another Red FM podcast. And remember, if you enjoyed this episode, for more podcasts, check out redextra.ie. It's full of great Red FM content. Remember the old term, the dirty weekend? Well, it's a 30 weekend, according to the Red Tubs. Don't pack away the sunscreen just yet, but for God's sake, use it. And I'm the worst in the world for forgetting. Hands up if it's hot is a front pager from the sun today. And they have photograph after photograph after photograph. Even the broadsheets have photographs of many people at different beaches around the country and indeed Cork beaches too. Temperatures in Ireland could reach close to 30 degrees next week, surpassing the hottest day of the year so far in 2022. Uh, that was Monday when we got close enough on uh, in parts of the country uh, to 28 degrees anyway. Places like Fitzgerald, sorry, I said Fitzgerald's Park, Phoenix Park, and areas over in uh, in Shannon. But all of the papers are talking about it today, uh, and also stunning photographs. And I have to admit, I'm not 100% sure of what's going on with regards to these photographs and these uh, stunning images coming back from the James Webb Space Telescope. Apparently, they're looking back in time to how things were 13 billion years ago. Imagine, is the reason for that because it takes so long uh, for, you know, those actual pictures to arrive to us? It takes billions of years, so they literally are looking back in time. I'm going to take a look at that story a little later on, but incredible colour photographs coming back uh, from space from the telescope, and uh, the newspapers carry a lot of that. Indeed, if you follow stuff online, you'll see reams and reams of it. Uh, COVID, I know, um, I, I hate bringing it up, but you've got to look at uh, trolley numbers in the CUH and trolley numbers in the Mercy, which is broken down in this morning's uh, uh, Echo. They also go down to Bantry and look at their numbers. So you have a lot of people uh, on trolleys. You have overcrowding in the A&Es. And on top of that, of course, you have people in hospital uh, with, with COVID symptoms or indeed with COVID. And it's overwhelming the hospitals, and in particular the nurses. That's why the INMO, um, Liam Conway of the INMO in Cork, is saying that delivering care in overcrowded environments is not safe. So they're talking about the reintroduction of, or the possibility that we would need to reintroduce mask wearing indoors and indeed in congregated settings and COVID screening then, uh, you know, on arrival to all hospitals with, you know, don't know what your thoughts are on that with regards to the reintroduction of, uh, of, of masks and things like that. But it's a front and inside pager making the echo today. And, you know, this coalition vote of no confidence, that was much ado about nothing. So there's no point dwelling on that. Uh, apparently there was a bit of a spat going backwards and forwards in the dollar, right? They're off on their holidays now. The government su- survives the vote of no confidence. And it's as you are, if you like. Uh, meanwhile, when you talk of uh, issues at Cork Airport, at lines at Cork Airport, uh, sorry, Dublin Airport, I should say, because Cork Airport is just an absolute joy to fly in and out of. Being, you know, they're absolutely going from strength to strength and coping so well, in fairness to them. But above in Dublin Airport, there are other kinds of lines. And these are uh, workers who, uh, two workers at Dublin Airport, arrested now. And of course, this is a, a suspicion until, you know, there's a court case involving this. But it's a suspicion of smuggling uh, cocaine worth more than a million euro through Dublin Airport. And the papers this morning, which one am I reading from? The Star says that uh, two of the three men arrested following the seizure of the million euro worth of cocaine actually work at the airport and they're suspected of helping a gang to smuggle previous shipments into Ireland. Uh, They're saying, according to sources, this wasn't their first time. You know how we deal a lot with cowboy builders, people who go in and promise the earth and deliver absolutely shoddy, crappy work, charging huge amounts of money. There's one of them before the courts this morning in the Star where uh, one of the victims said, I had a heart attack after the stress of the con 
by the cowboy builder. Now, that was before the court, this man who deceived them uh, and did shocking work. I mean, the photographs in the newspapers, I do better work myself and I'm pretty close to useless. Uh, but if you see the work in the paper that this guy did with regards to uh, the damage that he left behind him, some of it quite dangerous. In, in fact, it was so dangerous uh, with live exposed wires that people got electrocuted by it. The use of masking tape to cover work and pipe work and ducting is just, I mean, he must have gone through a fortune of masking tape. But the poor misfortunate family then had to uh, cobble together 70,000 euro in a bank loan um, and also money from family members to try and actually just repair the damage left behind uh, by this con man. And so this went on and on and on. It was before the courts yesterday. Uh, he got uh, a suspended sentence, I believe, according to the papers this morning, which uh, is a bit bizarre, really. But the whole ordeal has really impacted the family and will for a long, long time to come, including the amount of money. You would think that maybe they could take a case for trying to get money back. Um, and, and the rest of us then are trying to save money in any way we can. It's an interesting one making the mail. And that's why I talk about trying to save money any way we can, because apparently, and I'd love to know if it's true, that petrol prices in Cork have dropped below two euro. Because the mail this morning says that petrol prices came down below two euro a litre and there were queues across the country with people queuing 20 minutes, half an hour to get into various petrol stations that had dropped below the two euro. And they said that petrol and diesel had dropped to one ninety nine a litre at stations in Cork, Monaghan and Carlow. Now, so far over the past couple of days, I've seen no petrol or diesel prices below uh, you know, two euro. I'm still seeing them around. Would it be fair to say two euro twelve, uh, or at least that's the ones that I've seen? So come on, guys. Text oh eight six eight one zero four one zero six. Where are petrol prices in Cork? One ninety nine a liter. House prices. Don't be talking a bit about that as the different phases of building go along. The exact same house that's built in the next phase would be 30 or 40 grand dearer than the phase before it. So they talk in the mail today of average house prices being up by uh, by 30 grand. And in the old country that we live in, with prices only going one way and gouging with regards to lots of things that you're buying, including hotel room rates, the Independent this morning talk about the All-Ireland rip-off where fans are facing soaring hotel prices in Dublin uh, for the GA finals. So we're certainly looking at Galway and Kerry uh, for the football, right? Where on the weekend of it, it's €300 Euro dearer uh, for a weekend stay on the weekend of the All-Ireland Football Fund. And they break it down into different hotels. €738, Euro, price of a, a room for two for two nights. 868 in another one. 774 in the third 998 in a fourth I mean in all fairness like you'd be looking at a week's holidays overseas there all day long for the price of a room in a Dublin hotel and then I know I mentioned this some time ago but the papers are picking up on it uh, over the past 24 hours or so you know the 200 euro electricity credit that you got you know that you didn't end up with um, uh, 200 euro a lot of people saw that they actually only got 176 euro and 22 cent because the 200 euro included VAT, which I thought was a cheap uh, was a cheap stunt on behalf of the government. It should have been 200 euro credit plus the VAT, right? So you actually only ended up with 176. But apparently, even when you did the maths on the amount of VAT that was being charged, people got caught as well on that one. So it wasn't a 200 euro, it was far from it. And I'd be curious to know, what is the cost of, let's say, 12 
driving lessons. Now, 12 mandatory driving lessons are needed before you can do the test. But they're suggesting in the mail this morning that that could be north of 600 euro for the 12 tests. I'd be curious to know what's the cost for 12 driving lessons on Leaside. Is it 600? Is it more? Perhaps it's less. They're suggesting that that's another example of things just going upwards. And I like this one. If you're religious or you have some kind of faith in your life or you attend regularly religious services, apparently you will um, live longer You'll have a healthier mind and body. You will experience less symptoms of depression. You will engage in more physical activity. You will live longer. You will smoke and drink less. So that means go to mass or go to any kind of religious service that tickles your fancy. Because by all accounts, there's divine intervention at them. The Neil Prendeville Show. Cork's number one talk show. Pure Cork. On Red FM. Ah, yes, indeed. Fair play coming in already. Diesel 199 in Yall, also in Rathcormac and Texaco on the Model Farm Road. So diesel at 199. Where does that put petrol? If the diesel's at 199, would they be the same? 199 each? And we keep those ones coming. Can I just mention, I'll get to calls in a few minutes' time, but for a lot of people, as the weather heats up and it has done and will continue to do so if we're looking at next Monday say for instance at 28 or 29 degrees or whatever and you're driving do you ever look at um, you know as you're driving along and you have air conditioning in the car Mick Mull sent me a link there this morning with regards to the confusion people have in their lives regarding the air conditioning button right next to it or very close to it there is another one which is a kind of a roundy button in the car with arrows on it that's actually called the recirculation button. And I never knew whether that should be pushed on or off if you're using air conditioning. Like some people have air conditioning and they just don't like air conditioning. They just don't like the way it feels, you know. Some people don't like the smell of it. Um, I'm a fan of it, but I never know what to do with the recirculation button. Well, apparently you should use the recirculation button. I mentioned this as a little tip on this Wednesday morning because the recirculation button, if you're using your air conditioning, just continues to use the air inside the car, apparently. So if you have air conditioning on and you don't use the recirculation button, the car is pulling in warm air all of the time from the outside, by all accounts, and trying to cool it down. So it's going to be burning more fuel, not so good for the air conditioning system, not so good for the engine. So on hot days, recirculate the air inside the cabin, push the recirculation button. If you learn nothing more all day today, that's a good one. Get it off your chest. Call Neil Prenderville now on 0818-104-106. Red FM. Ah, yeah, you guys are the greatest. Petrol and diesel, 199.9 a litre. That's two euro, really. You can't call that 199 at Texaco on the Model Farm Road. I wonder what the queues there. So thank you to Pa and everybody else who texted, particularly with regards to Texaco on the Model Farm Road. Um, thank you also to Barry Murphy, who says, I just thought that... Uh, After all the support the hotel sector got from the Irish public during the pandemic and the generous VAT breaks, isn't this another example of the greed of the hotel sector? Yes, it is. He says, I mean, let's be honest. I'm comparing London to Dublin and I know which city I'd prefer to spend a weekend in. And he sends me me a screen grab then on the same weekend. Check in the 27th of August. Check out the 28th of August. The Morgan in Dublin, €537 for one night. Right? 
one night. Now, I don't know whether that includes breakfast or not. It doesn't say. Uh, but like with like, €537 in the Morgan Hotel. And then he checked the Chilworth London Paddington Hotel. Same night. €298 when you do the transfer from sterling to euro. So a night in a pretty swanky looking London hotel, €298, including all taxes and charges. Meanwhile, in Dublin, 537. I mean, go figure that because I just can't. I didn't get to this yesterday. I was contacted by a chap who said to me, this past Saturday, I was assaulted by five youths with golf clubs near the skateboard park at Fitzgerald's Park. Is anywhere safe now for people to go out and enjoy a bit of leisure time or a bit of sunshine? We heard of Crosshaven yesterday. Um, Anyway, he says, I was assaulted by five youths with golf clubs near the skateboard park. The boys got away, but I did report it to the guards. All I was doing was sitting down by the skateboard park, uh, about to have a cigarette, when one of the boys, about 14, tried to take my bag. Told him to back off, and he got quite lippy with me. I was about to walk away when one of the other boys came out of nowhere on a bike and just punched me in the jaw shouted something at him while the others continued to shout abuse at me. A few seconds later, the guy on the bike came along again, this time with a golf club, and hit me across the arm and chest with it. Thankfully, my arm took the worst of the hit. I started to walk away when the guy on the bike threw the golf club at me, but missed by a few feet. What are they doing in Fitzgerald's Park with a bloody golf club? I picked up the golf club and headed across the footbridge, planning to take it to the Garda station. Of course, they all followed me, shouting abuse and hitting the other golf clubs off the ground. Eventually, the guy on the bike got ahead of me and demanded the club back. I dropped it on the ground and stood as far to the side as I could. He threw the club into the river. Another guy walked towards me, threatening to hit me as I pleaded with him to leave me alone. Eventually, the boys left, heading towards the city. I called the guards, but they lost them, uh, and I went to the station to report it. Now, um, that's bad enough, but I think at one stage, he did take out his mobile phone uh, to try and identify them and capture it so they could help the guard of Shikana. If you come near me, I will fire in the River. Give me the golf club. Dude, get away from me. Get away from me. Get away from me. Get away get away from me. This is evidence. Dude, get away from me. Please get away from me. Please. The guard No! Get the guard club out of your foot! Dude, I'm gonna walk over there. Can I walk over there too? Stop! If you take one more step towards me, I will... Oh my God, what? For sake! He's clearly terrorised, like. Absolutely. Totally and utterly terrorised. Terrorised. That's some of the audio from it. Um... Then uh, I also got some more texts with the guardians of Fitzgerald's Park. I was at Fitzgerald's Park on Saturday with a mate and I saw these lads. One of the young ones came up to me and started hounding me to give him a fag. But my mate and I 
just paid them no attention and they eventually moved on. But they were getting very testy with the golf clubs, hitting them off dustbins and the like. So clearly they got a lot more testy than uh, hitting them off uh, dustbins and instead started hitting them off this poor misfortune whose audio I just played for you. One more on that. I was in Fitzgerald's Park at the weekend. The antisocial behaviour there was absolutely something else. Young girls lying out in bikinis, more like G-strings, and the boys playing football with no regards for, to others. At one point, the security guard came over to tell them off, but they only laughed at him. It was only 5pm and it was not the time or place for this carry-on. Rubbish cans, bottles left after them as well. Thank you for that. I actually have no people, no problem whatsoever with people bamming out in bikinis. I actually have no problem with young fellas playing football either. I, I just really don't. I think it's, you know, as long as I'm not hitting the ball off prams or babies or other people. I do accept what you're saying regarding the rubbish and the cans and the bottles left after them. You would think that people would, for God's sake, take their junk home with them. But is there any security up in Fitzgerald's Park, you know? I mean, is there any security that would prevent young fellas at 14 years of age battering a fellow with the golf club? Think about that, like. I mean, that's just clearly not acceptable. Is there anywhere now where you can go and be absolutely guaranteed 100% your safety? Text 0868104106. Pick up the phone on 0818104106 and we'll deal with your calls, texts and comments. Can I chat with, can I chat with, chat with Greg? Because this is the, 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 the speed that, you know, the world is moving now, particularly in regards, uh, regards to technology. Greg, good morning. Neil, how are you? I'm good. Uh, now, you don't mind me saying you're in your, your early 60s. You've been living in the city for, what, like 35 years? Yeah. So yeah. you'll be entitled to a parking permit? That's right, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And do you have to renew that then regularly? Yeah. Before, you had to renew it every year, but for the last five or six years, you could renew it every two years, okay. which I do to save time, you know? Okay. So, and that entitles you then to park with the permit, but only outside where you live, is it? In a certain area, I live near the courthouse. In a certain area, this zone is called Zone K, so it's from the courthouse up as far as Prez, if you know Prez, okay. the, the old Prez. Yeah. And yeah. Back, back towards the river, you know, from kind of Grattan Street up to Mardike yeah. um, yeah. Street. Which is your entitlement as a city resident, in fairness. But this is an example yeah. of not being able to actually talk to anybody anymore in an official capacity, is it? Oh, it's gone crazy, absolutely crazy, crazy. Yeah, tell yeah. me about it. In what way? Yeah, I tell you, my every time my my uh, parking permit has been renewed, what I used to do was I'd ring the city hall the day before and uh, you know ask them, you know, what do I need to to, to provide because you need to bring your um, your tax certificate, your insurance policy, and use your utility bills. So I rang um, two weeks ago, the day before my my permit was up. And I got onto the city hall, and they said, "Oh, um, in future, now um, you can't talk to anybody. You have to apply online." And I said, "Well, you know, um, that, that has been the situation." I said, well, "Who am I supposed to apply to online?" And um, he said, "Oh, you have to upload all your documents." I said, "Well, upload like as in screenshot them or scan take them, and... take photographs of them, and then upload them onto the computer." You know. No, that's. Not the easiest thing in the world to do. It's unbelievably hard, especially for a person like me who's not very tech-savvy. You're not. You're, you're not tech-savvy. Okay, yeah. yeah. No, have you any knowledge all, you know, at all about the online world or laptops? I'm, or, you know. I'm quite, quite, um, quite uh, up to date because I need it for my work. And, um, you know, we, everybody uses the internet nowadays, but okay, yeah. I don't have a computer at home. 
I don't know how to upload things on a phone and that kind of stuff. Yeah, I know, I know, so, I know. Yeah. And I said to him, I said, this is crazy. I said, is there anybody I can speak to? Oh, no, you can't speak to anybody anymore now. So you have to do it online. So anyway. You can't I went speak to anybody anymore now? No, no, which is ridiculous. You right, know? right, right. Yeah. yeah. So uh, anyway, I tried this thing online, right? It is the most complicated thing I ever did in my life. I, I, I tried to take photographs. There's it's kind of an iterative process, if you know what that means. No. There's, there's about 20 questions you have to a- answer. First of all, your name, then answer your address, blah, blah, blah. So when you go through every uh, step, and if you make a mistake, you have to go back to the very start and start it all over again, right? I know, I know, I know. Yeah, and did that, did so that anyway, happen to you a couple of times? You did it oh, and then it was rejected? I have seven hours on the, on the phone trying to do it, right? And anyway... um. I tried to take a photograph of my um, some of my stuff and upload. I didn't know how to do it. I, I didn't know how to do it, and it didn't seem to work. And um, I managed to do, get one, my tax book up. Then I went on to the next thing. There was a mistake. I had to go back again and start it all over. I'll just carry on. It went on for ages, right? So anyway, after about three hours, you won't believe there's now three hours, I got to this um, question. Um, when I had it done, I said, oh, did Cork City Hall... Um, city council can ask you for any further information that they, they, they feel they need, right? Yeah. But next question was uh, they wanted a, a copy of my house insurance, right? Right. Why? No. What's that got to do with renewing a, a permit? Well, that got me hot around the collar because, you know, with all this data stuff online, you now your data is very, it's not private anymore if you put it online. And I had an issue with that, you know? Yeah. And, um, um, Furthermore, I couldn't find where the bloody thing is because I do it with one, two, three that I do my house insurance, my car insurance, yeah. and I don't have the hard copy, right? Right. You don't so print it off. Print. Yeah, yeah. You like like everything now. You just get an email of your insurance details, and unless you specifically yeah. request for it to be posted, and you need a printer for that, then yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I don't have a printer. Yeah. So I'm trying to get that online. I couldn't do it. So in my frustration, and furthermore, another question they had said, right, if it takes 10 to 15 days to process it, right, and in that time, if you don't have a permit in your car, you're liable to be fined for parking without a permit, yeah, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Now, and if you, hadn't, is, like, if you hadn't sent them this insurance document detail, would, your, would, it, would, you be reject, would it reject you then online, it would? Oh, yeah, I would reject it. So in my in my um, frustration, I I went online and I looked up a couple of city councillors because I, I don't know any city councillors, and um, I got their phone numbers. I rang several of them, they didn't answer. So eventually, and I got on to one councillor. Now I won't mention his name because I don't think it's fair. But I got on to one city councillor and fair dues to him. He said he'd come out to me that night and help me. So he came out and um, we uploaded the insurance document. And I said it to him, I said, I said, I have an issue with um, putting my insur- my house insurance document up there. It's nothing to do with car. And I said, it's my information and it should be nobody else's information. And he kind of said, oh, no, no, the Cork City, there's too many people with fraud now and the Cork City Council uh, need that. I said... All right, they want the, the house insurance document to prove that it actually yeah, yeah. is you and your house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 No, the is, there is, a fr- is there a fraud going on, did he say, with regards to people trying to get parking well, permits? That's what he said to me. 
Right. No. Yeah. No. I said, but I've been getting parking permits for the last 15, 20 years since they came into existence. And I said, uh, and um, I'm hardly going to be causing fraud. I said, number two, I said, it's, it's none, of your, none of your business. In actual fact, I didn't say it, but I could have very well. Not everybody has house insurance. No, I have to because we're from my August. So Not everybody does, also. unfortunately. They've had to yeah. cancel it. Yeah, they just can't afford yeah, it. Yeah. They're taking a risk. Yeah. Yeah, so if you have no house insurance, no house insurance, you can't get a parking permit. Right. And were you ever asked for your car insurance? Oh, yeah. I, I uploaded I uploaded my um, my registration tax. Uh, okay. Okay. And, and did you, car okay. and did you get to the end of it eventually with a bit of help? Um, kind of. Um, he said that was all done. He'd get on to the city hall, the council, and we sent it off, right? So he said he'd ring me the next day. He never rang me. And I was texting him and rang him and he never got on to me. So I left to go on here. Yeah, that was on Friday, two weeks ago. And um, on the Monday, I got a, an email from the Cork City Council to say I hadn't filled in my oh. my, um, my form properly and that it had been rejected. <laughs> so frantically, I tried to get on to the council again. It took two days before he answered me. And um, he said, oh... Uh, what are you getting all hot on the collar for? He said, I talked to the city council and they said that it was a mistake. They said, we have to left a mistake. It was a mistake, that letter that I was uh, denied it. I said, well, that's not much good to me because I was in a frenzy because I said my car is outside the door and I could get a ticket any time. And he also said that, oh, he spoke to the council and they informed their... Um, the wardens not to put a ticket on your car. Good luck with that. Yeah, yeah, good luck exactly, with that. Exactly. I mean, so where are you at now? Because clearly you can't just know. go in. Before, would you just go into City Hall, meet somebody, bring in documents and just renew it, is it? All I did is ring up to City Hall, say what do I need, and they come down. And it was actually the last time I did it, was more simplified than before. And they said, it's grand, we know. I went down to City Hall then, there and then, handed over my money and my documents, and I got my, my permits. So isn't there. the human touch all gone now, isn't it? Well, there's no such thing as a human touch anymore, as far right. as I can see. So if you yeah. were an OAP living alone, for instance, as somebody who just was completely and utterly, um, you know, untech savvy, if you like, so they wouldn't have a hope yeah. of, of of negotiating or, you know, navigating their way through an on, online well, renewal of anything, including a parking that, permit. That's something I posited to the, the councillor. I said, look, this is ridiculous. I said, there's all people around here who have no computer knowledge. How are they supposed to do And I said, you know... It's not to say, but some of these people could get a heart attack with stress, but I nearly did. You yeah, know? I know. I can imagine, yeah. And also, same yeah. with the banks. Banks are the same. They're taking away all the personal services and pushing every single thing online. They don't want people to come into banks anymore. In fact, some of them don't even have cash in the banks anymore. It's well, all sure, changing. Crazy. Yeah, yeah, crazy, sure. My, 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 I, I had a fixed rate on my mortgage recently, and I, ch- I went to try and change it with KBC because they're closing up. And um, it's June next week, and I was ringing them, ringing them. They never sent me out. They never sent me documentation to say that they had rearranged. Oh yeah, I've been trying to. Yeah, I mean, there aren't there aren't even phone numbers now for a lot of services like that, say no, banks no, or no, anything no. like that. But tell me this: Have you? Will you get the permit eventually, or where are you at with it? Well, I paid for it last what day is today? I paid for it for four or five days ago online, and um, I haven't yet received my certificate. You know. The hassle and the stress involved in it and everything is moving online. It's not fair on many people who just really and truly still want to be able to pick up a phone and talk to somebody or meet them at a counter. Like the motor tax office is still only open by appointment. 
it's still not open to the public. You got to wonder why. I don't know what what is the story with the passport office? Is that fully open to the public now, or I don't know what the story is with walking into city hall or walking into the county hall? Or is everybody back to work or still working remotely? You know, it's all kind of up in the air, isn't it? No, but you can't seem to walk in anywhere or anything. No, the simplest no. thing, you know, I don't know what's going to happen. You know. All right. So, okay. Okay. Let me know when it, if the, let me know when the permit arrives. Yeah. Yeah, okay, Neil, thanks very much. All right, Greg, you got there in the end, but many, many people wouldn't have help or intervention like you did, and they must be really very anxious about the whole thing. That's the speed that the world is changing. Uh, the cost of, uh, you know, all of this modern technology is the lack of human contact. Text 0868104106 if you're suffering yourself in that regard. Pick up the phone on 0818104106. Uh, you know, with regards to the lovely weather, thank you so much. Lots of people coming back with uh, beer gardens, and keep those coming. I was looking for Cork's best beer garden yesterday. I read out a whole length of them and there's another few came in now. Uh, the biggest and best beer garden in Ballincollig is in Ballincollig, the White Horse. Uh, it's got everything including your outdoor dining and then others are talking about, and this must be absolutely gorgeous, best beer garden is in Credence in Inchigila. Just the atmosphere, it's just so fantastic. Um, and I mentioned some others yesterday including the Strand Bar and Mateja in Vickerstown, amazing pints and food, and they have apparently the Moving Graveyard Burger, which is probably worth eating just by virtue of the name itself. One or two more, the best beer garden, Nyan's Bar in Bandon is another one, so keep those coming, text 0868104106, Cork's best beer garden, you're going to have loads of excuses to use them in the days ahead. Meanwhile, back to the phone lines, Dan, good morning. Good morning, good morning, I, I listened to your last call there, it, well, I just wanted to show as an example of somebody who might be... I mean, no, you're not old in your 60s, but people even older than that wouldn't have a clue how yeah. to use a computer. You know, and I'd, everything I'd they're be, being asked to do now is online. Right. I'd be in that. I would be in that, that branch as well, Neil. I'm 75 now, and I'm just saying to you, I wouldn't have a clue. About, and I don't want to... I was asked to go learn years ago, and I wouldn't bother... I'm too old for all that kind of stuff, anyway. Do you know that... And I, I don't and know don't, about that. I mean, I got into trouble. Don't tell me. Yeah, I know. I know. Don't tell me I'm not too old. No. I, 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 I was going to tell you you're not too old. But I know I, you are, sir. I know you are. Yeah. But Neil, I remember years ago, I was walking through the cortics and they were paying the salaries into the banks. The next week, I remember getting a big farm to fill out. I said, I'm not doing that. Too information. So I went to the bank and I said to the, to the girl in the bank, so I say, so I'll give you now so my, my name and address. I said, my house address, my employer's. Uh, my employer's name and address I said and that's all you're getting and, I, and they took it and I have no more about it They've, everybody have too, informa- too much information on every one of us completely online but what if you were dyslexic for instance or you couldn't spell or you couldn't read and write I've spoken to people on the air who can't read and write or they're course, very very course. limited in that regard they wouldn't that's be right. able they, never mind not being able to negotiate online or computers so they wouldn't have a hope but Neil, what's, what's this about the house insurance? Uh, that gentleman there now, they're looking for his house. Is, 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 is that part of the vacant house stuff, is it? I, apparently fraud. Apparently the, the inclination I got, the impression I got from that was that people are claiming, fraudulently claiming for permits they're not entitled to. Oh, Jesus, Neil, I look, I look and then... And then we have other people telling us don't put don't put don't put too information out out into your your web page or whatever it is. You're too too much information out because there's people are trying to trying to scam us. And then and then we have another another group of people who want all the information from us. 
But they're ga- they, you do know that, that there are companies and organizations gathering your information and everything about you all of the time. Every time you go on Google or everything you, every time you buy yeah, something, that, pe- right. people are selling and trading your personal information, particularly with regards to the things you buy. I, I saw some, if, 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 if you have a very good phone, uh, they can tell you where you are and you don't even have to be on your phone. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, that's when your location is switched on. Yeah. So you call call that a police state. Well, you know, like your information is being harvested all of the time, constantly. Of course. They know where you are. They know what you do. They know what you buy. They know what you sell. They know what you consume. And all I can say to you is I do believe, Neil, that uh, the powers that be have too too much information on every one of us articles. All right, okay, mind yourself. Take care, Dan. Text 0868-104-106. I was talking about the one and a half billion spend for the Defence Forces and I was wondering whether or not that would be better spent in building houses. My husband is in the Defence Forces. I understand that it may seem like a big spend in current times. However, the members of the Defence Forces have poor conditions, uh, took so many pay cuts over the years uh, and these have not been reversed. Working a 24-hour shift for an extra 20 euro. Um, that's the additional payment for the long shift. They leave their families for six months just to gain some cushion for their families and some extra cash. That's what it's like being in the Defence Forces. Mind you, Pat says our Defence Force is non-existent. Four torpedoes could terminate our maritime defences. Six surface-to-air missiles would eliminate our air defences totally. We need to spend the money, I suppose, says Pat, because we are defenceless. And then about what about the good people of Crossaven who are defenceless against acts of thuggery when the sun shines? I always head west. It's too easy for a group to throw a tenor in the tank and get to Crosser and Fountain Sound. I go further. Uh, head west as far as you can. They can't afford the petrol and the drink to go further west, says Bobby. Uh, with the government who had the brainwave to close all these guard stations, hospitals, just as our population was doubling. Youths know now that there's no reprisal for any actions. The worst they'll get is a warning. Uh, They need to put local guardie into local communities like it used to be. They closed the South Infirmary. They closed the North Infirmary. They closed St. Finbar's. St. Mary's A&E is down to the bare bone. So now the mercy is full of drunks, and full of homeless people. Now, I do feel sorry for addicts and the homeless, but in Cork South Central alone, we have a Taoiseach, a Minister for Foreign Affairs, and a Minister for Public Expenditure. And all three have done absolutely nothing for Cork. Text 0868 Just hold on, there. We'll take some calls after the break. Talk to Neil Prenderville now. 0818-104-106. Cork's Red FM. Okay, I just want to stay with this a little while longer. Text 0868-104-106. Where the world is moving on, but unfortunately we're leaving many people behind with the pace of things moving, particularly with, regarding to, with regards to technology. Margaret, good morning. Good morning, Neil. And, How are you? Welcome you, back. And thank you. And you put it very well. You say all of these changes and the speed of them and the lack of personal service isn't fair, particularly on the elderly. Oh, in particularly on the elderly. It is an absolute discrimination. I'll give you the latest one now. Is from air. Now, I don't have the television service like that. I only have the landline. A landline? A landline, yeah. The old-fashioned phone in the house. The old-fashioned landline, that's all I have. And attached to that, I have an alarm system. Right. In case I, because I'm on my own. 
Okay. So, yeah, I wonder how many people actually well, have an old-fashioned landline anymore, but you uh, do. That's quite a few of the elderly have, okay. Neil, for okay. the very simple reason that I could ring somebody today, they'd ring the next person, we'd say a group of ten. So I will ring one, they'll ring the next one, the other ring the other one. That way then we know that that particular circle is okay for the day. Is that what you do? Hello? You check in on each other on a daily basis? Well, well that way, that's the one thing you can do with it. Well, that's only one phone call. Now, you're only allowed, you're allowed 30 minutes free for the month. Right. Okay. Right. So are you and in a group there where Margaret calls Mary and Mary calls John Mary and John calls Alice? And all of that, yeah. Right. right. That you can do that. Right. Right. Okay. So it is now that they have decided now that they're going to put, the rental now is, it, usually the bill will be about 60 odd, just over 60 euro for the two months. Right. Okay? Yeah. So your basic is about 34, 35 euro a month and 30 minutes free calls. And now they have decided that um, they are going to put that rate up another 5 euro a month. Right? right. Whether okay. you like it or whether you lump it. Yeah. Now, on top of that, they have this great notion that they're going forward... And so that each year would be there would be an annual consumer index with each year in April it will be going up whatever that comes out at yeah plus three um, percent as well and but it was Whether I was interested to hear that Air, Air were saying and if you want to get your bill in the post it'll be five ninety nine five ninety nine for a bill for a paper bill and are you savvy at all do you have a laptop or a computer no I don't want mo- I don't want a computer Neil mobile phone no I I don't I have a mobile phone I don't want to use this on the phone exactly like the last time said I don't want to be putting my details or anything online right right. And I prefer to go, I'd rather go to the motor tax office and pay it by, rather than email it, because I don't want the emails. So you want to go to the motor tax office, you want to uh, walk want into, to a, you want to walk them, into yeah. a bank, you want to pick up a phone yeah. and speak to somebody in customer service. Yeah, yeah. if I need to, yeah. yeah. Now, uh, we haven't come to an end of this at all. They're pulling it up, as I said, but when the bill paid will be 5 extra, the bill is 5 extra. Plus three percent every year guaranteed, plus the communa, um the annual consumer rate. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Then now, if or you get all this free if you are on email, but if you have a direct debit, this is this is outrageous as far as I'm concerned, and you're late. Now you know yourself. You go into a bank now. There's always a queue. Now, and if you're kind of waiting for money to come in or anything, and you have a direct debit, and you go down to the bank. Yeah. And there's a queue. Now, if you're just one minute late, you are then going to be charged 18.45. Oh, for God's sake. Just for 18.45 for a direct debit and late fee. And now, you, that's from air. Do you have a direct debit? Also be, no. Do you I use any direct minute. debits? No. no. Are you one of the people? Like, I, the odd time that I am in the bank, I see people in the queue ahead of me who are paying bills with cash. They bring their bills into the bank. Are you one of those? Yeah, well, I, no, I, I do mine into the credit union. You are the equivalent of the credit You bring the bills in and you pay there. Yeah, so it's kind of an old, it's, it's, it's an old-fashioned way of doing it, but it, it works for people. Like They like that. Well, it's, it just it doesn't, I don't have to be uh, handing out a big lump sum. But and the I day will come now when so the bank will say, and the credit union will possibly say, certainly the banks will say, oh, we're not going to give you that service anymore now. We're not doing bill pay anymore now. Yeah, well, in that case, then I'm going to have to keep the money in the bank until and then pay it by card. 
but I don't want to do that either. I prefer to be able to put my money by each week because I don't have to be worrying about a lump sum coming in the door, yeah. especially we say over Christmas. Yeah. You know, when you'd have you'd have spent your Christmas bonus and all your presents are bought and everything but else. Would you not worry you about holding cash? No, but would you not worry about holding um, big I, no, amounts No, why should I leave it in the bank? I, I wouldn't leave, I wouldn't have it in the house. Yeah. But I, 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 wor- I worry about the, the elderly. I would worry about people, particularly elderly people, vulnerable people, who would keep large amounts of cash in the home, yeah, you know, know, draw out two or three different I pensions know. together. They could have a grand at home and then they're walking to the post office to pay bills and they're walking to yeah. the banks and they're going to the supermarket with cash and everything. Yeah. It's so dangerous now. I know, and it's absolutely awful. I mean, another um, thing, oh yeah, um, I, I just think it's an outright dis- discrimination now against us. Mm, mm. You know, yeah, and uh, I mean, apart from that, eighteen forty-five by the air, they, it also means that the bank will charge for a late fee as well. I would like people. Some people think that the banks are a charity. They're not. They charge you for everything. They're not about a business. Yeah, what I mean. That, yeah. So you can add eighteen forty-five plus what the bank would charge you. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know. Just because you're, uh, we, we'll just say for argument's sake, give me the yeah, just one final question. Why are you so afraid of, um, you know, putting your information up on, online? Is, is it, it's, it's just not safe, especially if there's money being charged and they want their bank account number. So it, you'd be worried about sharing your bank details yes, with the yes, likes of would. Air or an insurance company anyone, or motor insurance or house. Yeah. yeah. Now, it just, I just think for us. One, we should have the choice ourselves if we want to. I'm not just talking about the elderly. That goes for anybody if they don't want to. Yeah, but you know that counter staff is becoming a thing of the past. Customer service. Oh, I know. Yeah, I know that. Actually, getting to talk to anybody on a phone now is very rare. Desperate. Yeah, even trying to ring them is something shocking. I know, I know. know? And getting tough. um, I I know, I know. I think that it's an awful discrimination against the elderly who don't want it. Are people who just don't want to use. I hear what you're saying. I hear what you're saying. All right, mind yourself. I I think it's awful. But I mean, um, what I'm saying here now also is AIR got such a huge amount of money from the government to set up all of this. And they, you know, they sold off the the, the crowd, the company. Yeah. But um, if I want to have improvements in my house, I'll have to either save or get a loan from the credit union or anything else. Why should the consumer or the customer have to pay for their their going forward? Because the customer always pays, ultimately. Yeah, but but if I'm not going to avail of the services that they want, why should the customer pay? Yeah. Do you ever shop around, though? Why don't they use their profits? Yeah, I mean, they have their profits. Why don't they use them and not not be taking it out the customer? Good points. Well made. Thank you, Margaret. Text 0868104106. We had a City Hall worker got in touch. Uh, no details, obviously. All City Hall workers are back and working full time. There is no more working from home. Uh, the online application for a parking permit and other such things isn't going to change. This is just the way forward. However, while this is a convenient and easy way for some, there should be allowances made for the elderly or people who aren't computer literate. It's not a one-size-fits-all, and that's not fair. And that's from a City Hall worker who agrees that it's just not fair on those that aren't computer literate or just not tech-savvy in any way, shape, or form. Never mind those that might have problem typing or spelling 
or structuring a sentence. Get it off your chest. Text The Neil Brinderville Show now. 086-8104-106. Red FM. Just one fast one, actually. You know, we're talking about issues involving when the weather gets good and antisocial behaviour and things like that. A texter asked me, can anybody please define the law on public drinking? Is it permissible or not to have a gathering of a group with slabs of alcohol in public areas? What is the law? Anybody listening in who could clarify the legal status? Well, people are welcome to call in or text in any time, but I believe that it is illegal, that there is a bylaw against public drinking, so it's not permissible, but whether or not it's always uh, enforced or not is another thing. Uh, I also see Fiona Looney in the Mail today, in her column in the Mail, also talking about the disparity on trains, on Irish rail trains, and she was making the point that she was on a train recently, um, and uh, for some reason, somebody within Irish rail asked her, do you have any alcohol in your bag? And she said, yes, I have a bottle of wine. I'm traveling with it to a friend, et cetera, et cetera. And the man said, I don't know if it was a man or a woman, but the employee said, this train isn't moving until you give me that bottle of wine. So she was mortified in the seat, according to Looney in the mail this morning, because she had to hand over the bottle of wine. But then Fiona Looney said about a week later, then she was taking the Cork to Dublin train and it was rammed with people getting on with bags and slabs of beer and there were parting away like crazy all the way up to Dublin. So, you know, where is the law on that? There's a big disparity on it. Anyway, text 0868104106. Pick up the phone on 0818104106. I'm Rory. And I'm Valerie. And you can join us for the very best in local, national and international sport every weekend on The Big Red Bench. That's The Big Red Bench, every Saturday and Sunday from 6 on Cork's Red FM. Get it off your chest. Text the Neil Brinderville Show now. 086-8104-106. Red FM. All right, you can pick up the phone on 0818-104-106 as always. Just to uh, get back to your calls, just give me two seconds, just picking up on some more texts from yesterday. Uh, is the bus route bringing them down to Crosshaven in the first place the problem? It's an amazing route, but it's so regular. And 24 hours, it's very appealing for the kids. All the incidents that you talk about on the air are always on the same bus route. Uh, we had a lot in the down west at the weekend. Uh, they took over the whole beach car park at the Blue Flag Beach. They destroyed the place. The poor old life- lifeguards were picking up rubbish after them. You know, the only crowd in this country that party like they do are the crowd that do feck all and live off the state. And then they cry the poor mouth. What an absolute joke. There's somebody they're assuming that the only people that leave litter in huge quantities on the beaches are people who do feck all and live off the state. Um, if Irish Rail Neil can have security on the trains, why not have security on the buses as well? I know. But that's not a very good societal move, is it, that we need security now on all forms of public transport? We're going to hell in a handcart, if that's the way. Sad thing about the stories you share is that these little teenage scumbags will get a slap on the wrist and nothing more. Many of them don't care about being arrested. It's actually a bragging right for them. Find the parents is probably, sadly, the only way to curb a lot of this behaviour. Apparently, the County Council do have books of fines that they uh, will now issue. Um, you know, they'll stop the young fella or whatever, or the young girl who's acting the maggot, get proof of uh, address, then find the parents. That's what I heard on the air yesterday. Uh, Also, loads of bottles on our East Cork beaches too. Never before have we had this. It's getting worse and worse with gangs coming down 
and leaving their bottles everywhere. I think nobody would mind uh, people visiting if they just copped themselves on and took all their junk with them. Uh, first off, I'm a delivery driver in Carrigaline and Crosshaven and I see very little trouble every weekend. I also have, I have to question uh, Audrey Buckley, the councillor. She's mad for keeping the beaches clean and safe. Why do I, though, have to keep my dog on a leash down in Fountainstown pick up his dirt when horses can run wild, disturb everyone else using the beach and leave big piles of dirt that they don't have to pick up. Horses should be banned from the beaches. There's plenty of fields for them to run in. Um, Question being, if you have to pick up after your dog, why don't you have to pick up after your horse? Uh, Last year, a lad got bottled in Carrigaline. The scum who did it were caught in Douglas. No guardie in Carrigaline, the state's fastest growing town. It was down there yesterday, actually. It was down there visiting Brownlows. It's down in the industrial estates, actually, and the commercial parks outside of uh, Carrigaline. You're on the Crosshaven Road. I mean, it's just amazing the amount of businesses that are operating in our industrial parks and commercial parks that you wouldn't know about until you actually drive into them. The scale of them are huge. But anyway, I was, I was through Carrigaline, and it is one of the state's fastest growing towns. Um, and you can see that by the amount of traffic, an awful lot of traffic, and of course, more and more housing estates down there now than ever before. How can the Gardaí have enough resources for the Quality Hotel in Red Barn? They're up and down there all the time for the refugees, and then not enough to keep people safe in Carrigaline and Crosshaven. I don't know anything about that, but I can tell you that the Gardaí on the beat, right, and in the squad cars are assigned their duties. They don't make the call on what they do or what they cover. Uh, paddy wagons will be needed permanently in the summer months to arrest all of these tramps uh, on a separate issue a woman broke down on the fast lane on the link on Sunday afternoon it 30, took 35 minutes uh, for services to respond um, actually I saw a terrible crash on the link there the other day it was terrible uh, and it did I mean one thing is it did commode, discommode traffic but it, I actually was passing as they were trying to get somebody out of the car um, I think that the car, I don't know what happened in the lanes, but the car ended up completely sideways, um, you know, straddling the lane of traffic with a truck behind it. So uh, it was awful to come upon it. I hope everybody was okay. Anyway, text 0868 and I'll plow through some more texts and emails throughout the course of the morning. And don't forget, we got some fabulous family passes to give away to some beautiful tourist attractions right across the county. Avril, good morning. Oh, good morning. Okay, so we've been talking, we just started this morning, just talking about um, how it's impossible to get personal human contact anymore in the services industry that we all need. You know, before you could pick up a phone or walk in or meet somebody at a counter. Did you want to pick up on that? I did. The gentleman earlier on with the parking permit, I tried to do this yesterday. Now, I'm one of your very old people to start with, but I'm not totally unfamiliar with computers. Mm -hmm. Um, Got on thinking I would just download a form. And we would go to the city hall. Oh, you can't do that. But why did you almost end up in tears? Because it took me an hour. And I, first of all, you have to go to submit. I don't know who submit are, but it's not directly city hall. You have to agree to go to submit to do this thing, whatever it is. Anyway, yeah. okay. we go through all of that and we photograph um, the tax, the insurance. We want then a billhead. First of all, for an elderly person, you have to have a mobile phone to do all of that. You have to be able well, to use actually, the camera. I do, I, as I said, when I worked, I mean, I, I have used computers and I don't have a computer. I also have an iPad. Um, and I would be okay with those things. But the iPad, it's easy enough to download the images. It's not on, on the computer. That would be, that would be difficult. Yeah. But the thing is, 
I'm finding, I do all the bills, so all the bills are in my name, but the car belongs to my husband, so we have to find a bill with his name on it. So we finally find that, that's all right, that's all done. Get to the bottom, 20 questions. Um, he agrees to sign. Well, in God's name do we sign? And then this scroll comes up with his name on it, which is supposed to be his signature, and he agrees. Done. No, it's not done. There are more questions, and that's when we get to the house insurance. And our house insurance is no business of City Hall's. We've been in this since 1986. They surely have records since they're so smart. Um, to say that Why is everybody people. bothered by giving City Hall their house insurance, Avril? Because it's none of their business. Okay, but what if they say Absolutely that people are fraudulent? But what if people, they're saying that people are fraudulently claiming parking permits that they're not entitled to? And one way of stopping the fraudsters is by requesting a copy of your house insurance. Yeah, but they've already had the tax. They've already had the car insurance. They've already had the bill with the name on, all with this address on them. Okay. I mean, that's obvious. And they surely have records to say that we renew this every two years. Or are they too lazy to look them up? I object very strongly. An hour yesterday, I, I dumped it. I gave up. Um, I'll go back to it again today. Probably two hours of my time to do their job for them. Why? I find it totally unacceptable. And I will say further, if this tax disc is up, due up next week, if we get parking fines, because we haven't got the new tax disc, I was going to say I'll go to court, but the car is not in my name. I will send my husband to court because we're not paying it. On the basis of what? Disgusted. Because we've lived here this length of time. We're entitled to a space outside. We're entitled to park. We've paid for it all through the years. And now because of this thing that apparently takes two weeks to get here, we'll have a week with an, uh, an out-of-date da- disc on the car. And it, it's not, in your case, it's not because you can't navigate through the online system. I mean, I, my, my father won't mind me saying this, but he doesn't have a computer. He doesn't have a laptop. No. He doesn't have a tablet. And uh, he, so he, he's not, I mean, he's a very savvy guy, but he's just not tech savvy. So I do all of it for him. Um, yeah. what, what would happen if, say, for instance, in my case, I wasn't around. How would he navigate in this world that we live in he, now? He couldn't. The, the thing, the whole thing is a nightmare. Um, trying to find the bits and pieces. I mean, I have house insurance. So I'd have to go and find that. I don't know where it is, but I'll find it. Um, but I just think, again, if I only had the computer, getting downloading the images onto a computer would be hard. You'd have to take a photograph and you'd have to, you'd have to go through a whole process because I changed over to the iPad. I could click onto the the camera and take those images fairly easily. Yeah. But it is it is difficult. And I don't think it's one bit fair. I think most people would prefer to do stuff online if they can. Yeah, no, that includes, you but know, renewing a passport online and also well, there should be there should always but that's not going to ever happen again. That's gone. You know, actually physically talking or meeting with somebody. And and whatever's left of it now will be gone in another year or two or three completely. Well, I, I think then um, I don't know what you do with people that don't. And computers are expensive. And iPads are expensive. All of these things cost money. A lot of people don't have that kind of money. So do then we start claiming um, to, to provide these people with, the, with not just with the tablets or the, the computers, but also the lessons to tell them how to use them. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But or I mean, what you're saying, OK, we're in this house since 1986. For God's sake, you know about us already. You don't need any yeah. of this information. Yeah. yeah, you have it already. We haven't gone away. No. Yeah. And I think, too, what was I going to say about this with the, the, the gentleman? I've forgotten now what I was going to say. Oh, but, um, so, or the gentleman that went out to help him fill in the form. Yeah. If, if there has to be someone, there has to be, in all of that building, with all the employees they have, there has to be one someone that they can dedicate to helping people. 
to fill in these things or apply for these things. And I mean, there are grants and things that take much more than the parking permit where people definitely need help and they oh, need to listen, have someone there they can talk to. I'd say there's an endless list of things that has moved online that people who aren't tech savvy or just don't have the equipment. I mean, you, you talk about taking a photograph. You, you may well be aware that you can download a scanning app now, you, you know, and it will, it's much better than a photograph. It actually scans the document. Yeah, but I mean, I have a printer and I can scan in. I mean, I know how to do this. I do have the equipment. Yeah. Yeah. But not everyone does. You could well be the exception, and you sound very tax-savvy to me. Well, I wouldn't say that, but I mean, I do have a son that's in IT, and if I can always scream at him if I'm in trouble, but, I mean, I am lucky in that. Okay, okay. All right, so uh, what, what's going to happen? Uh, you are going to go back and break your heart again I'll with an, another... I'll go back again today, and I'll go through the process again today, and we'll see what happens. But um, I think I might be writing letters to someone. I mean, I'm not... I generally let things go. I, they don't bother me. So you can't, you can't just photocopy documents anymore and send them in anywhere, no? It has to no. be online. Yeah, I know. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So I think I might be writing about this to someone. I'd, I'll sort it out. But I'm, I, I think when that man was talking, I felt sorry for him and for anyone else who can't deal with this kind of thing. And as I say, I do know how to do it, but it's taken me this long. Don't you think it's the same as well? I think sooner or later, do you think that we'll reach a point where there will be no, you know, when you go to the checkout in your local supermarket, you have the option to go to a checkout and put all your stuff up on the belt and, and pay somebody, you know, service. Um, behind yeah. the counter but now they're offering you more and more of the self-service checkouts and they don't suit everybody you know scanning 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 that's another they, example they of the human they touch. don't understand it and it if, if you're if you're uncertain about that kind of thing you get worse you get stressed trying to do it and that's not fair and i've seen people stressed and i've seen people without the yeah. right amount or of you money put, you put something down in the wrong place like I, i've done it yeah. when i was packing i put the bag onto the the side where the goods are it's embarrassing are. for some and people it, it screams at you because you you've got the wrong weight on the yeah. on the, yeah. the the thing on the side yeah. um so it is, and I know there's always a girl there, at least certainly done where we shop, there's a girl there. Yeah, they're hovering you. around in fairness, I mean, they, and they around. do help, but, you know, if, if that's, that's ultimately going to be the world for everybody, you know, that's not yeah. great, is but it? I think, I, I think the customer service, and I've, I've worked in retail too, the customer service thing should be there. If I'm paying them, if I'm buying my goods from them, I expect a service. Yeah, and... and uh, there's a situation there last week. I was, it was overseas now, incidentally, but it didn't really matter. I was in a place where I, I was buying stuff um, and, and the person behind the counter never once looked up. I could have been, uh, I could have been an alien from Mars yeah. um, and never looked up, never spoke, never said a single solitary word, eyes down all of the time, complete disinterest. Totally. And that never. happens an awful lot. And again, as I said in retail, I'm gonna, I did get into trouble once or twice with customers, but generally speaking, you don't have a job if you don't have a customer. Yeah, and you've got to bear that in mind, but it doesn't always yeah. happen, you know? It doesn't happen very much at all. Okay, mind yourself. Let me know how you get on today, all right? Yeah, you might see me in Limerick Prison, but anyway. <laughs> I, lo I, I, you know, I love people of your age and generation. You're fighters. You're fighters. Keep it off. <laughs> yeah, we're, so, we're so old, it doesn't matter anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Take care of yourself. Amanda, good morning. Morning, Neil. Okay, um, this is amazing. So has this got to do with literally trying to negotiate the online world, is it? Yes, no, I wouldn't be familiar with going online really. Normally my husband would do it all. Right. 
So when we did apply for my daughter's permit, uh, the car permit, we did um, give the car insurance that she had her car insurance paid, her disc, uh, the, the insurance, the, the tax disc for yeah. the year. Yeah. Uh, we gave her bank details with her name and her address that she lived here. We All of her bank account detail, her bank, her account number and everything. Um, yes, the statement. Right, they want a lot of... Yeah, the bank detail's a bit over the top, isn't it? What do they want that for? I don't know. It was proof that um, that she was living in the house with us. Okay. And I also gave an affidavit from a peace commissioner saying that she he knew us all her lives and he knew my daughter for the past 19 years that she has been living in the house with us. And after giving that, they still didn't accept it. Then I ac- I had to explain to them because they wanted a house insurance, and my parents were in holidays at the time. And I did explain to them that I wouldn't have access to that because my parents keep it in a safe. Now, when my parents came home, we did access, and my my husband did go online and give them the information. And then they texted us and they wanted her birth certificate. Okay. So we. What? Okay, so so you're living in a house with your parents and your daughter's living with you as well? No, my parents live next door to me. Right. We live next door to each other. Oh, and they kept, they kept the documents, is it? They keep the documents. Okay, so they wanted the your... Okay, so clearly they wanted her house insurance. They wanted, yes. it says here, tax details, That's bank right. details. Yes. Uh, they wanted an affidavit from a counsellor to say that he knew her. They I wanted her those. birth certificate. Yes. Um, and all of this was to prove what? That she was actually living in that the house. she was actually living in the house. Okay. Clearly no, Cork City did. Council have a problem with fraudulent claims for uh, parking permits. They must have to be asking now, for Now bear in mind, my husband do have a permit. And is it, can you have for more than house. one permit for more than one car? You see, I think there was a new law came out on the 1st of May that they were stamping down on people getting permits from, I think it's mostly for rented accommodations and stuff, just to make sure the houses were insured. I don't know really, but I gave him all the information. Now, the last so if somebody lived in an inner city house, right, and they were in a house share and they were sharing with three others and there was four of them in the house, would they be entitled yes. to four parking permits? That no, I don't know. But I know, I think maybe they might be stamping down on that. So where are now, you at with it now? I, we eventually got it. We gave the birth cert and that was kind of the last straw then for me. I was, what more do they need? And we did give the birth cert and then we received it. Okay, okay. Well, I, I, City Hall are very good for coming back. I'm, I'm not so sure that we can actually talk to anybody in City Hall, Hall on the phone anymore, but we can request a response to a question by email. So here's the question we can ask City Hall as to why do you require so much documentation from people living in the city to renew a car permit? We can also ask them, are you aware that an awful lot of people are not tech savvy or computer savvy and they want an old fashioned way of doing it? And we can ask them, what's the deal with regards to wanting the house insurance? What's the details? Why do you need people's bank account details? And we'll see what they say with response, with with regards to a response. Well, not more and more bank details. No, that was just um, the bank detail was to prove that my daughter was living with us because she'd have no bills coming to the house. Yeah, I know. So yeah. the only thing we had with her name and address in it was her bank details. Yeah, yeah. Do you yeah. understand? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just wondering, are people, are City Hall worried 
that people are applying or allowing their address to be used by other people or, or something like that to get a car to get a parking permit, you know? It's what kind of well, fraud is going on? What I couldn't make out was we were actually given the tax of the car with her name on it and plus the insurance that she owned at the car and it was insured and plus it was taxed for the year. At that and address. That was her name on it. Yeah. With the address. Yeah. I know. I know. One and thing then is the yeah. bank details. Yeah. And then we were actually giving the affidavit from a peace commissioner <sighs> stating and they didn't accept that. And the birth cert and the insurance, the birth cert then was the last thing that they came with. And I was, what more are they going to ask what for? What more do you want to know about me? Yeah, yes. I know, I know, I know. All right, Amanda, you got it eventually. Thank you so much. Anna's standing by. First up, Tracy, good morning. Hi, how are you? Good. Uh, you're in the same home, same house, 27 years, are you? Yeah, I'm here since 1995. Um, and um, no, mine isn't anything about being tech savvy because I can fill in the forms online but this changed since um, the last time we renewed our, our, our residence parking permit which was two years ago. So two years ago I filled it in online and it was just the basic, you know, you need your insurance your tax and all this. But this time when I went to do it I went through all the questions I managed to upload all my documents and then when I got to the end it asked for house insurance. Now we actually don't have house insurance mm. So I don't know what our options are then to, to renew the, the parking permit. You know? is, that, is, that, is that because you just can't afford to renew it? Yeah. I know. And, there, and come here, you're not alone there. You really aren't. I mean, people are, also taking yeah. a, people are also taking a gamble on car insurance and they're taking a gamble on tax, you know. Yeah, yeah. But like, like that, no, we've had lessons since the um, residence parking came in in our, our, our road, which was like, I don't know, maybe 10 years ago. We've always had the residence parking permit so I, I don't know where we stand now. So where will you be now if you that if that document isn't sent does that mean you won't get a permit? It, it won't go through without that document attached because you have to go on to the next um, the next part of it. It won't allow like you to move through the questionnaire? No, no. So I I mean I don't know. I mean I I tried to do it on Monday and the residence parking is actually out of date tomorrow and we're regularly pleased by the traffic wardens. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I don't know where we stand. Like That's a real know. worry because if you start getting yeah. fines, they'll amount to an awful lot more money than the house insurance renewal, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, I, I don't know. Um, my question is, if, if you're in contact with the City Hall... Can you ask them if there's alternate documentation that we can... I'm on it. Yeah, that's another great question. I'm just curious as to what happens if somebody doesn't have house insurance. Now, that wouldn't be a city council property or anything, would it? Oh, no, no, no. Okay, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's private, yeah. So, yeah, okay. No, and I wonder, we're currently emailing city council at the moment, so, you know, list of questions to them and hopefully they'll revert ASAP. Be better if we could talk to someone, incidentally, in housing. Be a much better way of, of going forward, but... That's a question we'll put. But you're in a you're in a sticky predicament now. You're going to start getting parking fines because you have no house insurance. Yeah, plus my husband has a van and he, his his residence parking permit is up soon as well. So we have we have a, a car and a van that are going to be in the same situation. And I, uh, you were speaking while ago to that other lady. It is four permits per house. Is that what it is? Allowed. Yeah, maximum of four. Permits. Yeah. yeah and do, yeah. and do, you, do you worry at all about not having house insurance? Does that prey on um, your mind uh, I, I I do sometimes but 
What what can you do? I suppose is it a case that you know it's you have to prioritise what you can afford. Yeah, exactly. And where we're living, like a, a couple of years ago, our our house insurance was up for renewal, and we were with the same uh, insurer for a long time. And they sent us out um, a letter to say that because we were living near a body of water, that like the I suppose the parameters or whatever had changed, and it kind of doubled. What? And yeah. And then they then they refused to cover our area. And when we went to try, they, we couldn't find anyone that would cover us for any kind of reasonable amount of money. So we decided we just we just couldn't do it. Then. So what, you know what, what I mean? was the deal with water? Like many people live near water. Why is water a, a hazard? Yeah. I mean, like what if are they expecting? Certain, like if you're a certain amount of meters from a body of water, then there's a risk of flooding. Now this this body of water is never going to flood. <laughs> to be quite honest, because it's only a little lake. Um, you know, I, I suppose I, I don't know. I don't know. So that yeah, we're without insurance. So it could have gone from four hundred yeah. or four fifty to a grand kind of thing. Yeah, more than that. Yeah, even yeah. more. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah, I understand. Yeah, I know. Yeah. So, All right. Okay. Yeah. Thanks, so, Tracy. So that's just a question. I mean, I like surely there's uh, other documentation that that they can accept because you know we have bills and other stuff. Why house insurance? Yeah, I got for, you. I got for you. A lot, for a long time. Do you know what I mean? Okay, let's see, yeah. let's see what they say in that regard. Happy to do all of the above. Anne, good morning. Oh, good morning, Neil. How are you? It's amazing, actually. Um, anyway, happy to stay with this for a little bit longer. So you're talking about um, uh, documentation to renew. Is it just the parking permit or is it the whole world we live in now where there's no customer oh, service, no, no face to just, about, just about our parking permit for our car. I went over to the city hall um, on Friday with all the documents copied and I was informed that I needed uh, proof of health insurance. So you can so actually walk in with the paperwork, can you? I knocked at the door and there was somebody just inside the door and he let me in because I needed the I needed the uh, the form to fill out. I didn't have that. Yeah. So I filled that out in there. Um, there was a guy there and I said, these are the documents for my parking permit. Um where do I leave them? So he went through them and he said, there's a new re- ruling out now that you need to have proof of house insurance. So I could not understand that. What has that got to do with your car being parked out on the street? Did but you ask him? I did. And he told me, he said, yeah, he said, there are the rules now. So I, I obviously had to come home and I got the house insurance copied on Monday morning took it over with the rest of the stuff. There was a security guy just inside the door again. I knocked on the door and I said, um, my documents for the parking permit. He said, put them in the box there. He said, seal the envelope, put your name and address on the envelope. Did all that in a brown envelope and about a half an hour ago, all my documents came back to my house. The envelope wasn't even opened. So I don't know what to do now. They just refer just returned everything. Just returned the envelope without even opening it. Did you open it? Oh, I opened it when it came in the door. And there's, and not a, there's no there's no permit in it. Nothing. No, because I was told when I was over there as well that they would contact me by phone, and I would pay with my card, which which I did last year. So what they're returning all of the documentation unopened is pretty yeah. much saying to you, you need to apply online, we don't do this physical work kind of thing. 
But I was told last Friday when I was there, when I actually was able to speak to somebody, that it would be processed if I bought it over and put it into the box that it would take to five to ten working days. And that they'd phone uh, you for your bank details? They would phone me for my card number and I could pay over the phone and I have no idea now what, what's going on. I mean, so the envelope wasn't even opened. You're just going to have to do it. Can you do it online? Do you know how to go through that? I tried. That? I tried, Neil. I don't know how many times I tried to do it um, online. It kept on shutting down on me. I kept on going back. Um, I just told my password was wrong. Yeah, I, I just gave up. I just gave up. So I'm going to have to go over now again. Yep. Okay, that's, let's... That's all I can do because I was told, as I said, the car is on. I'm living up in St. Luke's. Do you have an the issue? Do you have an issue with being asked for your house insurance? Oh, of course I do, yeah. Why? Yeah. Because I don't think that has got anything to do with your your permit for your car. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I like, why do they require your uh, your house insurance now? Our house is insured. Um, yeah, but would it hurt all that much? Just, you know, give it to them, get your permit and move but on. I did, but, I did, but I did give it to them. You did, yeah. Oh, you did. I yeah. did, yeah, you I did, yeah. I, yeah. Did. I, yeah I, I got a copy done Monday morning, and took it over and the whole lot was inside in the envelope. And okay, all right. Okay, appreciate that. So I've sent in, I've sent, we've sent in a query. It's gone already to the communicate. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. Thanks oh. for taking the call. Oh, thanks, Neil. Okay. Uh, so care. we said Bye. we've been contacted by a number of callers this morning who are having difficulty renewing their parking permits despite living in their properties for decades. They say the move to online now requires them to have home insurance when before they used to get their permits without difficulty in person at City Hall. Listeners are frustrated by the amount of documentation needed in order to get a parking permit on properties they have clearly owned or lived in for quite some considerable time and have been availing of parking permits for years. Can the council explain why house insurance and bank details are required for a car parking permit when it's being paid in person? Why are so many documents required, including in some cases birth certificates? What options are available for elderly people who aren't tech savvy or who don't own a computer or indeed have anyone to assist them renew their parking permit. So Kevin Galvin has sent off that uh, email and we'll wait a response and see what happens in that regard. Okay, don't list anybody, so is Eileen after the break. Call the Neil Prenderville Show now. 0818 104 Red FM. And lots of response to yesterday talking about uh, Sinn Féin or government or the no confidence motion or a general election. Uh, to those looking for Sinn Féin to be in government saying they can, that can they be any worse? Well, Paddy says, life has taught me that things can always get worse. A lot worse. You get what you deserve. Who will Sinn Féin tax in the years two, three, four and five of their time in government? when all of the rich have moved their assets and their money offshore, out of reach of the government. Who will Sinn Féin turn to then? Uh, The government is destroying our country. They're more worried about turf and carbon tax these days than actual people. Uh, One of your callers, Barry, says that uh, uh, no confidence vote is a waste of doll time. But every time you see the doll on television, it's empty, unless it's a vote for them to keep their jobs and their pay rises. Uh, And just one or two more. The government clearly is not working. Fianna Fáil, Fianna Gael should never have been allowed um, to go into coalition. The Greens obligated the next election. It's a complete farce of a a coalition. Um, Interesting that the opposition talks about the crisis and problems of the people and the government reps talk about politics. Why can't the government give Sinn Féin the Minister for Health position? No one has ever been successful there. 
let Sinn Féin just try that alone. Uh, one or two more. Why do we think the government won't vote for less TDs? Uh, understand it's not their government, it's our government, elected by the people, for the people. We should just tell them what we want. Well, they're saying that we need another 20 TDs because there's more people living in the country than ever before. I mean, I personally don't buy that. Uh, you'd be better off telling them not to go on holidays over the summer. The country's in crisis why do they think it's a good idea to take such a long break? They're not doing their job. They don't deserve a summer holiday. There's that and lots more besides. Text 0868104106. Meanwhile, uh, Donald, good morning. Good morning, Neil. How are you doing? I'm good. Now, here's an interesting text because I know that you uh, you would consider yourself to be tech savvy in your 70s. Text you here yeah, says, so. okay, good man. The staff in the banks are complicit in getting rid of their own jobs. Just like the supermarket cashier staff who encourage customers to use self-service checkouts, you will all be replaced by computers and you're allowing it to happen to your own jobs. That's an interesting text, isn't it? Yeah, Neil, and I would say not only will they be replaced by uh, computers, they'll be replaced by other people like us because as a 70-year-old, I feel like I've become an administrator for some of uh, those organisations uh, insurance companies, motor tax office, uh, driving license renewal, the whole lot of them, Neil, we become administrators. I've, I've had an, ex- an experience there in the last couple of weeks where I was trying to do two things. I was trying to tax my vehicle and I was trying to get a, my driving license uh, updated probably to my last driving license because I'm in my 70s and um, it'll definitely be the last one I'd say but I won't have to get a doctor's certificate or an eye test that's or something that's what the yeah. crux of my problem was I had a bus and truck categories on my driving licence okay and I uh, sent off for to sorry I went online to try and uh, renew my driving licence and I was informed that I needed uh, a doctor's certificate okay then I looked it up, and apparently uh, you don't need one when you're over 70. However, if you have truck and bus categories yeah. on your license, you do You yeah. do then have to get a doctor's cert, okay? Yeah. And did you want to drop the truck from the license then, was it? Yes, and you, I was informed that there was an option for me to fill out an online form uh, surrendering the categories that I no longer needed. Okay. Yeah. So I I downloaded and printed it rather than try to do it online. I said I'll just download it and print it and put it in the post, which I did. And I waited and waited, and eventually I contacted them again, set all on all online. And each time they were telling me that my application couldn't be processed because they were waiting on documentation. You said now, I as it. I said, I had already downloaded it and printed it. So yeah. then I resorted to sending it online. I, went, I did what I didn't do in the first place, did it online. And lo and behold, for a number of times, I was getting back again the same message telling me that I needed to provide the necessary documentation. So my final email, I sent it again. And, uh, oh, sorry, they were asking then for... Um, my birth cert and my PRSI number, all which I had given them in the beginning when I was trying to do the application. But they were now asking me for them again. Why why, like, why do they want a birth cert from somebody who's always been renewing their driving license? You're the I same no, person. Uh, There's no biological change no, in your... Ma- 
Was it like, why? I have no idea, Neil. I'll tell you what, no. I think Mary Butler, no, the Minister for Mental Health and all the people. Oh, yes, an older person, Neil, almost had a breakdown, to be honest with you, trying to get through what I was trying to get through. And I think, myself, there's a very easy solution to this, okay? There should be a dedicated line that older people are people with disabilities because there's always going to be older people and people with disabilities who are not tech savvy. And of course okay? there are. Yeah, of course there are. Yeah. So, it's time now, Neil, that I think older people stood up for themselves and I think everybody should contact Mary Butler, who is the Minister of Mental Health and all the people, and ask her to provide a dedicated phone line for all the people who through that PRSI number, will be able to access a person on the other end of a phone if they're having difficulty. Because they've taken away that default where if you were having problems online, if you were trying your best with the bit of tech savvy that you had, you now can't resort to picking up the phone and no, saying, you can't, listen, but that's, I've that, tried yeah, and I can't do that's it. That's right, and that doesn't exist. That's and that's why, But that's why I'm saying, do, do staff in the banks not realise that they are complicit in getting rid of their own jobs because everything's being automated. Do, do people working in supermarkets not realize that their checkout jobs will be gone very soon? You know, um, it's like that, that they, if they don't do something about this, that automation will replace all of them in the services industry. Absolutely, absolutely. And I think it's time that we either went backwards, not always a good thing to do, but maybe it's time to go backwards and put back the phone lines and let people... Like, what What would be the problem with that, Neil? Like, a lot of older people have gone through the trouble of becoming tech-savvy, okay? What would be wrong, then, with the rest of the people who can't do it, who just can't do it? They may not have the capacity to be able to, to learn new things, okay? Yeah, yeah. What would be wrong with having, as I said, a dedicated phone line that people could pick up the phone and ring that line and that it would... It would acknowledge through their PRSI number that they were a person of an older age, age who was having difficulties and put somebody on the phone to them. True enough. Good point. Well it's made. It's a very simple thing to do. No, Neil. Um, like, as I said, there will always be older people, okay? And the tech savvy that's there, if you learn, if you learn everything about how to do things online... The following week, there's changes either in your device or in, 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 in the, the process that you're having to learn something new again. Mm. And it's a constant keeping mm. up. It's not it a is. case of just learning to be tech savvy. Yeah. It's constant. Well, I mean, like I personally, I love the idea of being able to renew car insurance uh, online. I love the idea of being able to not have to go to the tax office anymore and just be able to renew my motor tax online. It's very if quick. If it works, yeah. if it works. I mean, but you, that's because you I can do know. it. Yeah, I was going to say, you would know if you hit a difficulty, you can, sometimes I can kind of guess, oh, I know what's wrong there. I've left out a comma, put in a comma, or I put, put capitals instead. But what about the people who, I mean, that's a lot of learning. I've only learned it because I've had the time. I understand, in my yeah. No, I understand. And, and it also, you know, when things become more automated, it also leads to an awful lot of less interpersonal conversations or contact no, with people. No, and, and that can be no. lonely. That can lead to a more and more lonely life where you just that is never... A very, very, that is a very, very important point, Neil. That is so important that what you've just said. Mm. The contactability. And with all the contactability we have today, people can't contact anybody. It's a disgrace, to yeah. be honest with you. With, yeah. all the, look, with all the technology that's there, people still can't contact somebody. Yeah, that was supposed to be the whole idea, I, I thought, of doing things online. So you had some, you were able to do things and get things done quickly. 
it's the complete opposite. Well, for those that can, yeah, but not yeah, everybody yeah, can. Yeah, not everybody's yeah, been brought along. You know, that's what I'm saying. Well, the world I mean, is moving on. We're leaving people behind. Yeah. 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 Neil, I know you can go to somebody. I'm sure there's community organisations and everything else. But your pride, Neil, as, as an older person, you're not a child. You're an adult who's come through a very long life. You've learned a lot in, in your life. Mm. And just because you can't grasp the technology, you're like a, a fool or, or a, a child with no independence having to go along and say, can you do this for me? Even the one holidays and that kind of stuff. God almighty, Neil, like, it's, it's horrible. It's, don't you realise? I, 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 I'm appealing, Neil, to people to write to Mary Butler and make that point. It's so lonely, Neil, for a lot of people mm. not having that contactability well said, and well having said. to beg somebody, go to somebody and say, can you do it for me? For yeah. God's sake, like yeah. as, as a 70-year-old having to go to somebody, can you do it for me? Yeah. That is so embarrassing and so de- demeaning, really, Neil. Well said, Donald. You know? Appreciate that. Words well said. Powerful stuff. Yeah, thank listen, you. thank you so much, Neil, for giving me so much time. Okay? You got thank it. I got you. a thank lovely email in the post actually sent with a great photograph, right? Um, and the, the photo, I'll tell you about the photograph in a second, but the email says, a gold medal for Ireland in the 4x400 uh, M75 relays at the World Masters Athletic Championships in Finland. Um, Hugh McSweeney, Michael Kiley, both from Cork, won the over 75s World Championships with a new Irish record of 5.688 in the 4x400 metres relay with John McDermott and Gary O'Reilly. The World Championships were in Tampere in Finland. All four men are over 75 and won medals individually too. Back in 1991, when they won the World Championships, they were interviewed on radio by Alf McCarthy. They spoke about it as if it was only yesterday. Uh, so Michael's daughter just had to let Neil know about it. And they've sent me a photograph as well of the four lads, all in their well past, sev- well, over 75 anyway. Uh, I think they're actually coming on here at one stage. I just wanted to mention it now because this is the 4 by 400 relay for over 75-year-olds in Finland. Uh, and Cork won it. <laughs> And I believe those times are fast as well. This must be very fast times. Like, faster than maybe a 35 or a 25 you might be able to do it. Anyway, so, you know, just goes to show, never give up. Anyway, text 0868104106. Just um, just one this side of 11 and I'll see how we go after that. Eileen, good morning. This is Eileen, yeah. Yeah, and you don't mind, you don't mind me giving out your age, do you? I don't mind in the least. Okay. But I, what I want to say 91 to, year old, young. 91, yeah. yeah. Go ahead. And Go ahead. I am very young in the way I think. Young at heart. Now, I must congratulate that other man who spoke so eloquently the things I wanted to say to you. So we'll try and keep that as short as possible. Okay. I would, be, I hate the word computer illiterate. Because when that said to me, I feel absolutely, I, I think it's horrible. I haven't had a chance. I was taking classes in, during, before COVID, and they stopped. But I only have, I don't have a computer. I have the um, tablet. Okay. So you were and taking, I, you were taking a course taking, to, to yeah, understand and to learn how to navigate to the online world. Use it yeah. I have my family daughter, my one one in family near me, and she didn't have the patience to teach me, and she has a 
I have to pay. If I want to pay bills, I have to ask her if she'll do it for me. And you want to learn to do it yourself, yeah. Well, I would love to be able to do it myself, but you see, COVID put stop, put a stop to that when I was taking one lot of lessons. I, I went to beginners. Now, the word beginners was big, and the yeah, that was so. And it was, what's that school that's at the end of, um, the city end of Blackrock Road? The school at the city end of Blackrock Road. Yeah. Ashton? Ashton School? Yeah. 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 They advertised uh, classes for beginners, computer beginners. And I went to that class, delighted absolutely with myself. Anybody else of your age in the class? No. Good for you. And I was treated as an old person. Badly. Oh. Now... There were, Are you sure it, it wasn't that there were people just weren't that extra little bit more patient with you? No, it was the teacher right. actually. Yeah. Okay, I well, I won't, I won't go. I won't go into that having identified is, the school. No, but you, the you, at least class, you did the you course. You won't let me finish this now, but I want to finish this. When I went into that class, there were about seven or eight younger, much younger women who were talking about going on Skype to Australia, going on Skype to New Zealand. They all knew all that. And I said to the man who was running it, I said, I thought this was a beginner's class. And he said, just of course it's a beginner's class. But I said, you're giving all your attention to those people. Yeah. And when I press a button and nearly explode the damn thing, you come up and you shout at me. (laughs) How did you get there? And I said, I pressed a button. So it didn't seem as if it was a beginner's class to you. It definitely wasn't a beginner's class. I know, and then I know. at the end of the class, we were taken upstairs to have a cup of tea, as it was the last night. But we were also introduced to the man we'd be going to on the second year. Yeah. And I said, I don't think I'd be going to the second year. And he said, you shouldn't be here at all. Oh, dear. This teacher. Oh, dear. And I really, now I'm 91. And all those others, well, I was 91 when I did it, I was in my 80s. Yeah. Actually, in my 80s. I don't look my age, yeah. I've always been told. Yeah. I've never looked my age. Yeah. I always looked younger than I was. But the th- the, I've, I've actually no trick written down now. Um, I have a driving licence and I drive. And you, and have to, yeah, you have to renew it regularly, don't you? Of course I did, but yeah. I had a fall last year. And when I came out, it had lapsed. So I had a great deal of trouble and I had to be helped on the computer, yeah. not on my computer. Yeah, yeah. My daughter did all that for me to get my, and it went up to well over a thousand euros. For what? I also your, had for to your insurance, is it? My insurance. I'm paying well over a thousand. I asked my daughter to, if she could remind me what was she paid that I re- she paid it over the, um, on her computer. So I have no, absolutely no documentation at all, except... Do they regard you as a, as, a, as a high risk at 91 that the insurance would go over a grand? Well, and because it lapsed. Yeah. All, I, I'm disabled since I was in hospital last year for, yeah. Yeah. for uh, 11 weeks. Yeah. I got an infection, I broke my femur and I broke my hip. Yeah, oh dear. And... Now, that might have had to do with this, but I'm on a pension, and the the thing is, um, as, as, as the other man who was so articulate, I wish I was as articulate as him, but if he thinks that 70 years old, as I say to other people I meet, mm-hmm. 
Okay. Okay. I'm under I'm a little bit of pressure for time. I'll pick it up after 11 o'clock this morning. Do text 0868104106. Uh, if you are computer savvy, you want to email neil at redfm.ie. Hey, it's Dave. Join me weekdays from four for Dave Max Drive, where I'll help get you home or give you a little lift at home. Big hits, loads of fun features and traffic info. What more could you need? Join me weekdays from four. Dave Max Drive. 104 to 106 Red FM This is the Neil Frienderville Show Okay, schools are out and we've got lots of family passes for various tourist attractions right across the county We want to share your holiday experiences with some great calls, some very funny calls yesterday the most memorable, uh, particularly the staycation ones at home, you know, whether it was caravanning or camping or tenting or bed and breakfasting or renting a holiday home or Whatever it was that you do, we want people to share their stories. So far, we have passes for Michael Collins House, Spike Island, Cove Heritage Centre, Camden Fort Mar, Skibbereen Heritage Centre, Yall Clockgate Tower, uh, the uh, Mar- St Mary's Collegiate Church in Yall as well, Photo Wildlife Park, Leahy's Farm, UCC do a tour, which I think would be a fantastic. I'd love to do that, actually, just to get brought around UCC to understand and hear about the history of it. Blackrock Castle Observatory, Leisureplex, Cork City Jail, West Cork Secret. And that's just, oh, actually, in fairness, UCC did send me on the UCC campus tour details. So I will come back to that throughout the course uh, of the morning. So do get in touch. Share your own stories regarding ho- summer holidays of the past. Uh, text 0868104106. I still have some wonderful texts that I haven't read all of them out with regards to people during the summer of years gone by and the different types of summer jobs that people engaged in. Can I just do a selection of those if you don't mind? Uh, Picking spuds uh, almost every year and picking stones as well. Oh, I'd love to be back there again. No bills, no mortgages to worry about, says Dahi. Picking spuds is one thing, but what's the business about picking stones? Um, Snail farming wasn't the worst, but I wouldn't recommend it, said Emer. <laughs> picking daffodils, picking spuds and picking periwinkles, says Donna. These are summer jobs. I worked in the local shop during the summer holidays, 15 and 16 years old, and every weekend right throughout the 80s. Uh, and it was housework when I was off. It was all go back then, says Noel. Yeah, that's when people pitched in and helped Mammy uh, and Daddy. Yes, child minding for a neighbour. Uh, Good money on that, I'd say. Uh, just sitting around minding children. <laughs> Tina, says, Tina says, as a child, I picked strawberries and raspberries and blueberries in the fruit farm in Balancholic to get extra money with my friends. We loved it. We used to be sick from eating all of the strawberries. Then off to the teen discos on the weekend to spend all our money. Happy days, says Tina. In the summer of 1998, I had a summer job in Spring Grove on the old Mallow Road. I was 15. I got together with a co-worker and 24 years later, we're 15 years married and have three amazing sons, says Stephanie. You're talking about summer jobs. My mom and dad never took money from me. I offered it up, though, and we'd get stuff like takeaways or buy things like dog food. I didn't spend it on myself. Oh, you didn't eat the takeaways? I would also pay for my own phone bill and give my parents money if they were ever stuck. I think it's good for teenagers to help out in the home. I had a summer job in the Mercy Hospital for three summers during my school holidays. The money was great. It was good training for kids to give money up at home. I was delighted to be able to give my dear money money, money towards my own braces because they cost her a fortune. I simply didn't need all of the money at the time. Good money in hospital settings. Enjoying the program on the issue of working for the summer. There is so much to be learned. Lesson number one, save a third. 
learning how to save and budget. Lesson number two, a third for the home, a sense of sharing. Lesson number three, spend a third. Uh, This teaches that there is reward for work and looking after yourself, says Teresa. Uh, A lot of people did strawberry picking. More here from Wexford. Uh, We used to get 20 pence a punnet. I was laughing at the lady because we used to eat. We used to eat one punnet and pick the other. (laughs) One for you and one for me. I'm from a seaside village in Kerry. And I had three summer jobs in my early teens. I'd pick buckets of periwinkles when the tide was out and sell them to the local shopkeeper who would sell them on to tourists. I helped my mother clean holiday homes every weekend and we'd have them ready for the next families visiting. And I also worked in the local bar collecting glasses, serving drink and maintaining the outside area. I watered all the flowers. All of the money earned was my own. But I do remember handing up money now and again without being asked, says Tom. One more for now. I worked in the domestic staff in Our Lady's Hospital in the 80s. I was 16. Uh, We had great crack with the staff, but what a god-awful place it was for the patients. So sad. Great money, and I most definitely had to hand up some of the bobs at home. And that's in the old Our Lady's Hospital in the 80s. Must have been some experience for a 16-year-old to be working in that hospital. Anyway, thank you for those texts. Do appreciate them. Calls on the way. Talk to Neil Prenderville now. 0818-104-106. Cork's Red FM. I told you the story earlier on this morning of Ed, who uh, was attacked at Fitzgerald's Park on Saturday. Uh, and I read out his details as, as I got them. Uh, I also played you some audio because he took out his phone trying to record these characters to save it for the guard. He was hit with a with a golf club as a girl says here just a question I'm a mother of a one year old and I'd like to go for walks with my little one my question is by law how can I defend myself in a situation like the one that that lad was in in Fitzgerald's Park I get for shouting for help but not people people won't always come to help you she's wondering if at these days she would be carrying pepper spray with us uh, it's a good question to be quite honest with you um, it's illegal anyway isn't it pepper spray I mean and you do, you can buy it and you can get it online and stuff like that but that does not make it actually legal in any way shape or form but Ed wasn't available earlier on this morning but he is now and he joins me by phone Ed good morning uh, good morning, Neil. And I have the audio that I played earlier on. I play a little bit. You sounded terrified to me in the recording that I listened. I, to. I, I, honestly, if 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 I didn't have the recording, I wouldn't remember it. I know. know. Now, now you you say also in the details that I have something along the lines of that uh, your arm took the brunt of the smack from the golf club, but. Looking at the photograph, it looks to me as if the head of the golf club left a fair old bruising mark on your chest. Um, basically, I managed to get my arm out at the last second, and so that took the brunt of the hit. But the arm, like the club, wrapped around my arm and still got my ribs. So it did get it. it did get your ribs. The evidence is oh, here in the yeah, front. Absolutely, it did. Yeah, I think it's a five iron. So, so you you were just literally. This is what Saturday afternoon, Saturday evening when. Saturday evening at about seven seven thirty. Okay. Um, I, I I basically I I went into Smith's toy store to buy a present for my nephew, and I got distracted by a toy gun, a Nerf gun. It shoots foam pellets, and I had that in my backpack. Uh, but the end was sticking out, and I I just went down to the skateboard park. I go to all the time. Just went for a cigarette. And out of nowhere, one of the guys comes over and picks up the toy gun, and I just. I didn't even try to be polite. I said, put my stuff down. So he started shouting abuse. He's about 14. These are about 14 years old. One of them them mentioned they were 14. They look about 14. Right. Uh, So 
we started shouting at each other. Uh, I was just telling him to get away and leave my stuff alone. And then one of the guys comes out of nowhere on his bike and clocks me in the jaw. So he punched you in the jaw? He punched me in the jaw while cycling on the bike. So uh roared at him, don't know what I said. Uh, then the other boys got more aggressive, and then I started packing up my stuff, and then they started coming at me, and then the guy came out of nowhere with the golf club. Was he on a bike? No, the same guy. So the same guy that punched me hit me with the golf club. Uh, and then I was just furious at that point. Like, the adrenaline just took over, and I just started walking towards him, and he pulled him and his bike up towards UCC. And then I, another guy confronted me, and he had a golf club. <laughs> he, he, he swung it back, and I just told him to do it, because I figured at least if I saw it coming, I could grab the club grab off it. of him. Yeah, yeah. And then he didn't do anything, so for some godforsaken reason, I turned around and told him to hit me on the back. I don't know why I did that. And then I went to grab my stuff, and the boys pretended to call the guards, and I believed them for a second. So I kind of stuck around for a little bit, but I kept on moving away. And then I just gave up and started walking away. And I said, I go to the guard station and was walking up towards the footbridge. And that same kid threw, I think, that same golf club at me, but it missed by a few feet. So I just picked that up and I was like, okay, I'm taking that to the guard station. And then they started following me along the footpath. And, and then I have the audio. Um, That's right, yeah. Um, basically, it, uh, one, of the, one of the boys, the same guy on the bike got in front of me on the bike. And he uh, he demanded the golf club back, and I was like, I know I want to take it in for evidence. And he, I tried to step out of the way, and he said he was going to stand in front of me. So I just dropped the golf club and roared at him again. And then they kind of cornered me for a bit. And one of the guys, they were banging the golf clubs on the ground. That was fun. And uh, and they, um, one of the guys threatened to hit me again, and I was pleading. For my fucking life. Excuse me, sorry. It's all right, pal. It slipped out. Okay. Right. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I want to again. And bleeding for my life. And eventually he walked away and took a breather for a second and then started following them, called the guards, followed them all the way to the bottom of Shannon Street. Squawk car showed up. That's a long way. Oh, yeah, I kept my distance. So. Um, just just a, just a, just ahead of that, this is this is some of the audio from earlier this morning. If anybody might have missed it, oh god, go on. I don't care. If you come near me, I will fire in the river. Give me the golf club, dude. Get away from me. Get away from me. Get away from me. Get away. Get away from me. This is evidence. Dude, get away from me. Please get away from me. Please. The No. Dude, dude, I'm gonna walk over there. Can yeah, I walk over there too? Stop! Stop! If you take one more step towards me, I will. Oh my God! What? For sake! See, I'm even disturbed even listening to that, and I wasn't there. Oh, I'm almost in tears right now listening to it. To be honest. What are they doing in Fitzgerald's Park with golf clubs in the first place? What else are kids going to do these days? Cop themselves on. Behave. Who's telling them to behave? Like somebody else said, I was also in Fitzgerald's Park on Saturday with my mates and I saw these lads. One of them came up to me and started hassling me to give him a fag. 
We paid no attention. They moved on, but they had golf clubs and were getting testy with the dustbins and the likes. They were smacking mm-hmm. the clubs off dustbins. They then went on to yeah. smack the clubs off you. Look, I should have had the common sense not to walk up to them, but I wasn't even paying attention, you know. It was, I didn't realize they were there until I sat down on the bench because 99% of the time, that park is lovely. Yeah, but you know? didn't want... Yeah, okay, so maybe you shouldn't have, but at the same time, you didn't want to be intimidated by them. Oh, once he touched my stuff, I was like, get away, okay? So don't touch my stuff. So that that should be simple. And if, he, look, if, he, if he even came up politely and asked me to look at it, I might have said yes, but don't touch my stuff. Yeah, and so what happened when you got as far as Shandon Street? Um, at the squad car, um, and they, 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 they tried to follow him, but they lost him. And I was like, I just went straight to Angus, uh, Angus Station and gave a statement. You say that, um, uh, that the skate park is getting a reputation now, a bad reputation. Is that true? Kind, kind of. Um, it's basically a case of like, if there's a lot of kids there, it'll probably be fine. But if it's just certain other people, then you're probably just better off walking on. But do, like, do we actually need a guard of presence or, or, in Fitzgerald's Park? I mean, like, is there any security staff there? Well, no, no. The security staff in Fitzgerald Park and the security staff in UCC, um, there's not even a security camera around here, to my knowledge. It's sad, isn't it? Yeah. It really and truly is. Um, how are your ribs? Ribs are okay. The arm stings a bit. The bruise has gotten pretty big. It's like six inches now, so it's getting bluer every day. Um, but I'm fine. So I, I grew up on a farm. You know, so I know, I but if of... somebody wanted to go up to Fitzgerald Park and enjoy a bit of sunshine and sit down and bam out, they can't do so without the fear of being intimidated oh, I would or think harassed. Fitzgerald Park itself is perfectly safe. They have security guards there. You can't even drink a can of beer. So it's the skate park, which is not, it's not, it's not in Fitzgerald's Park, it's adjacent to it. It's not in the best of shape right now, unfortunately. 99% of the time it's great. All the skateboarders are lovely. So if you see someone skateboarding, they're very nice. But it's the guys that come there. It's basically like kids who are taking all sorts of stuff. And, uh... Heroin junkies. So here's the thing then. Um, it's the summertime and mammies and daddies will be allowing their kids to go to the skate park to do a bit of skateboarding. And they should. Is it safe for them to go? I would say so, but they just kind of have to have a look around when they arrive. Shouldn't have to though. They should but not have to I case know, the joint. I know. I know. All right, Ed, thanks for taking the call, pal. Sorry for what happened to you. Appreciate you taking the call. Text 0868-104-106. Back after the break. The Neil Prendeville Show on Cork's Red FM. Our phone lines remain open after midday. 0818-104-106. Okay, some of the uh, tourist family passes that we have to go away include Blackrock Castle Observatory. Your opportunity to take the family down. They're going to start giving those away uh, across the rest of the weekend and next week. But I mentioned Blackrock Castle Observatory because you may have been seeing these stunning photographs in the newspapers or up online of a telescope called, well, it's NASA has released the first full colour images from the James Webb Space Telescope. And I'm looking at photographs of it in this morning's Examiner. But I'm not 100% sure how this is happening where we're looking back in time. I mean, the, the actual photographs are 
totally and utterly stunning. Alan, uh, Alan Gilton is the Gilton and is the centre manager and researcher at Blackrock Castle Observatory. I hope he can explain it to me. I'm sure that he can in language that I'll be able to understand and you guys as well. So, uh, Alan, thanks for taking the call. Good morning. Good morning, Neil. How are we keeping? What are we looking at here? This is a, a very powerful telescope that can look way into deep space, is it? Yes, absolutely. So the James Webb Telescope is kind of like the follow-on to the Hubble Telescope. So it's a very large telescope. It's six metres, which is quite large in space. Um, So what it's looking at is you'll see the very deep field image, it's called, um, which is the one with lots and lots and lots of galaxies, thousands of galaxies you're looking at. Um, And some of them, in particular, if you're looking at it, the ones that are kind of red and orangey in colour, they are the most distant ones. So they are the ones that are about uh, 13 billion light years away. Okay, so just on that, when you say we're looking at thousands and thousands of galaxies, I see lots and lots of dotted stars. Each of those is a galaxy. And we're in our own galaxy, and there are thousands of others, are there? There are thousands of other galaxies. The image that you're looking at, and the image that if you do look it up online, that you're going to be looking at, if you hold a grain of sand to the sky, that is all of that image in that grain of sand. That's how, that's how big the universe actually is. All we're looking at is a grain of sand, and there are thousands of galaxies in that grain of sand alone. It's hard, to, understand. It's hard to actually digest that information, that space goes on forever. It does. Yeah, it goes on very, very far. Um, most of the light that you're looking at at that image, Neil, actually left its, its galaxy uh, 14 billion, sorry, 13 billion years ago. So it's been traveling through space for 13 billion years, way before the Earth and the Sun ever formed. And it's just hitting our telescope right now. So each of those lights or stars or galaxies is, took 13 billion years for me to see it. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's huge and it's, it's very, very immense. Um, it, it's very impressive because we can see all of the different colours as well and, and they all tell us various different aspects about what the type of galaxies they are, what they're made of, how far away they are, actually the redder they are, the further away they are. Um, because light does something similar to uh, what's called the Doppler effect. It's kind of like you hear it with an ambulance. You know, when it's coming towards you, it goes slightly higher, and then when it's going away from you, it gets gets a bit lower in pitch. And what? So light does the same thing. When it's going away from you, it actually gets redder. Um, so we can tell by how red it is. We can tell how far away it is. So and we know that how red by how red these are. That's how far away they're. Thirteen billion light years away. So does that mean that if we can get faster than the speed of light as a human being, we could go back in time? In principle, uh, yes. In practice, there are some difficulties in achieving that. (laughs) I think so. Um, (laughs) But technically, uh, we could go back in time as far as we want. we, We could go to a destination in time. Um, yeah, so it, it, it's kind of, it's a way of, it's a way of cheating, I suppose, is what you'd call it. You're, you'd, be, you'd be able to go to a, a place in time. Yeah. Um, but by getting there before the light actually arrives, you're, you're effectively cheating light, um, che- cheating light speed. By, by getting to a location before the light actually gets there, it's kind of like 
light travelling, um, which for us is similar to time travel. Okay, okay. We haven't quite got to time travel yet, neither the no, future no, no, or no, we're, the past. we're a bit away from that. Um, we're a bit away from that. But technology like this, you know, it plays a small part in getting us there. But you know the rest of the images then, what looks like yes. multicoloured choppy seas, what, what are they? Is that called a nebula? Multicoloured choppy seas. So the Carina Nebula is, it's actually called Cosmic Cliffs. Cliffs, okay. That is a huge uh, star forming region. So all of that, it's kind of brownie, uh, orangey area. Brownie, orangey, red, purpley. You name it. It's, it that's, a, that's very much a star forming region. So that's a whole giant gas cloud that's very slowly going to form in the next hundreds of millions of years, a whole load of new stars. So that's kind of like a nursery, a star nursery. So what, um, are, what are the likes of your good self and others involved in this research and science? What are you learning from captured images from the web? Well, in particular, uh, with, with this image and with another particular image um, uh, called WASP-96, um, is with the Carina Nebula, we are learning about how the actual stars themselves form, so prototyping stars. So how our own star actually formed, how these clumps of gas come together. Is it gravity? Is it matter? Is it dark matter? How much of all of these play a part in forming suns? Because don't forget, we are all made of star stuff. In order to form, uh, in order to form a planetary system like our own solar system, you have to form a sun. So these are all suns in the making, and so planetary systems in the making. The so scale of by it. learning about how all of these clumps of material come together over time, we can figure out how our own star was formed. I mean, um, the, and, and, and then we can try and see where they go to in the end. Um, another one actually, uh, uh, Neil, called uh, the Southern Ning Nebula, which was also uh, released yesterday. Uh, is actually uh, a dying star, okay? So it's an exploding star. Very, very striking image. Um, and that one was taken with the European actual in- instrument called MIRI, which is the mid-infrared system. Um, looks at a very particular color light. And, and it actually shows the star towards the center and a whole load of rings of exploding material um, out expanding out through the universe and that's a star coming to its close wow. not too dissimilar to our own star is actually going to go that way in about 5 billion years or so ok so we've got a bit of time yes. we've got a bit in of spite, time in spite of climate warming or what have you but you know when yeah. you look at each of those lights and each of those is a galaxy and we're in our yeah. own galaxy which is infinite isn't it uh, our own galaxy is not it, 25,000 light years uh, thereabouts in, in, in radius so our own galaxy is is definitely finite. Um, the universe itself is finite, but it, the numbers involved are very very large. And do we have any? Do we have any? I mean, I know Voyager one and Voyager two went out there, but they're yeah. long gone too far to get any images back now, aren't they? Is there anything out there they, sending images back? Well, we're, we actually still can communicate with them. Uh, so they're, they're, they've gone past uh, the Oort cloud, so they're, they're out into outer space, so they're outside of our own solar system. Um, so we're not getting much information back from them other than 
they are no longer feeling the effects of any of the uh, solar radiation, solar winds, and whatnot. But so they will just keep on going. The They'll keep. But do you, they when you look at the, when you look at the scale of all of this, where where are you as a as a researcher with regards to because of the vastness of it all and what the web is showing us that there has yep. to be other life out there? Or uh, well, in. We have yet to conclusively prove that, Neil, as you know, but uh, in, in, it would certainly indicate to me, if you consider that this image alone is a grain of sand, then yeah. the number of galaxies and the number of planets, therefore, are, are just billions and billions and billions of planets out there. And yeah. they're all, we know some of them are already in very similar positions compared to their sun. So they're, they're, they're the same kind of distance from their own sun. But what I'm saying is that it would be oh. rather naive of us to think that we were alone. I think I would agree. Yeah, I, I, I think we're most definitely not alone. Now, how advanced they are um, and, you know, that kind of thing is, is another uh, argument. Um, they may not be that advanced. They may be even more advanced. More you advanced. Don't you don't know if anybody, like we often hear people saying, uh, you know, people have other planets and other species have been trying to get in touch with us and, you know, American presidents are burying it and won't release the information, mm. you know, Roswell and things like that. Do you buy into any of that? Not particularly. Yeah. Um, I No, uh, in, in a nutshell, Neil. Yeah. Um, UFO, no UF, do, do, does a serious researcher like you take UFO sightings seriously? Oh yeah, we, t- we take them seriously, but we, we take them scientifically. Yeah, you have so to. So we look at them very much with scientific eyes. So, you know, we, we, need, we need proof and we need conclusive proof. So a lot of what's been presented so far is very inconclusive. Um, so until you get something that's a bit more conclusive, then it's hard to say yes or no. Um, but we're always, as scientists, you always have to keep your mind open Absolutely. Uh, to, to any possibilities. Yeah, who knows what's um, out there? We're getting more and more who knows pictures out there. The yeah, and who knows what we're going to find, even with this particular, um, uh, the James Webb Telescope. As I said, that one particular um, image from uh, WASP-96b, which is a planet outside of our solar system, um, and we know that that has water vapour. Conclusively. So there could, be, there could be, there could be, yeah, yeah. But, and I suppose if there is, so, we just want them to be friendly. <laughs> ideally, yes. <laughs> if, if they are going to visit us at some point, yes, a friendly, a friendly chat would be good. Fair play to you, Alan. Thanks for taking the call. Exciting times. Appreciate you taking the call. Have a great day. Exciting for you and guys. you too. Take Thank care. You. All right. Then we also have passes to give away, family passes for the observatory itself. Okay. Talking about passes, I've got some tickets for uh, Belinda Carlisle, who plays the Cork Opera House uh, on Friday. A whole tough on that. I actually chatted with Belinda Carlisle during the week. All that and lots more besides your Belinda Carlisle fan. You can trace back to the days of the Go-Go's back in the 80s. That's after the break. Belinda, Hello. who'd have thought back in the 80s when I was a hot jock playing the Go-Go's and Belinda Carla's solo hits <laughs> that she'd be calling me on my mobile phone. So thank you for that. <laughs> oh, my pleasure. It's my pleasure. Back in the day, uh, it was pretty refreshing stuff, I can tell you, on air to be playing something new in the shape of an all-girl rock band. So thank you for that. Right. Oh, thank you. Well, well, I mean, you know, thank you for playing us and... and Yes, I mean, um, if it wasn't for the punk scene, the go-go's wouldn't happen. And, you know, it's, it was, 
it was an amazing time in my life, for yeah, sure. Yeah, our lips are sealed, vacation and what have you. I mean, there was a lot of different genres. I mean, you say West Coast punk. You bordered into new wave. You got into rock and ultimately into, into the pop world yourself. I was watching an amazing interview with you. You were saying that punk on the West Coast was different to the East Coast and different to UK punk. So there's a lot of different strands yeah. of punk back then, wasn't there? Absolutely. I think I think uh, it was more political, of course, in, in the UK because of the times and what was going on here in, in the country and not much to be angry about in Southern California in the late 70s. So it was, it was, uh, you know, it was, uh, it was uplifting. It was, it was more about art than anything else. And, and, you know, it was an incredible scene and allowed for, you know, all sorts of music and you didn't have to know how to play your instruments or know how to sing. And, and, you know, the way that's how we got our start. Yeah, but come on, it was a very and still is a very male dominated industry, dominated by men, controlled by men. Was that difficult? Right. Well, I mean, we couldn't get a record deal because we were told that um, an all-female band had not had mainstream success, so sorry, we're going to pass on you. So, you know, and we were filling up clubs on the East Coast and West Coast, so... And still they wouldn't sign us. But finally, Miles Copeland came along and signed us, and the rest is history. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it still is relevant today. I was reading this morning that Sheryl Crow has said that it's um, not in women's interest to be ambitious. She says, when a man is ambitious, that's a good trait. When a woman is ambitious, she's a bitch. Well, I guess that that's probably true. <laughs> <laughs> probably true. I mean... You know, something we never really, I mean, the only problem we had with the the industry and males in the industry, you know, men that were running the industry was that they wouldn't sign us. But for the most part, men were afraid of us. So they why? wouldn't even why? try it on with us. Why? Well, why? because the go-go, the go-go's as a unit is sort of like a, it's like a five-headed monster. So, you it, know, it's an intimidating thing to be around. It was a band with a lot of attitude. That's for sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And we, you know, we weren't anybody's tool, that's for sure. But, you know, I mean, we, once we got a foot in the door and then with the first album and stuff, I mean, we're, we were very lucky and we never had a problem with our label as far as sexism and all that goes. You're you're in a great place now, thankfully, and have been for a long time. But with the Go Go's came money and com- came fame, and unfortunately, some some very dark days as well. Do you, are you comfortable revisiting the darker days that are behind you now? Well, it's just it's just boring to talk about because I've talked about it a million times. So I don't like to, you know, it's like I'm not defined by the fact that I get drugs, you know. So. Um, you know, it's, it's, it, for me, it's, it's kind of old news. Yeah, and yeah. of course, I mean, and the Go-Go's, we were young women. We had money. We had no responsibility. We yeah. were traveling around the world and we were acting like guys, but everybody made such a big deal about yeah, it because we were, we were women. Yeah. One of the things that did interest me though, was how you felt that you had imposter syndrome, that you didn't deserve it that you'll be found out. Did you, did you think you didn't have talent at some stage in your amazing career? Uh, well, yes. I mean, for four years. I mean, I, I never really thought that this was what I should be doing in life until probably I'd say about maybe after I got sober, which was almost 17 years now. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. I mean, since then, I, I was always kind of 
you know, I mean, I remember on the, on a runaway horses tour when I was playing in Manchester at the arena and I looked out the window and there was a huge queue going around the building. And I just like, like, Oh my God, why are these people here? <laughs> you know? So, so oh I mean, I think imposter syndrome is, I think a lot of people have that. It's a pretty, a pretty common thing to have. And I certainly had it too. Which is extraordinary. Having had hits with heaven is a place on earth. I get weak circle in the sand, leave a right. light on summer rain. And all of those are just power songs and they're yours. I know. Sing, you know, I know. Well, well, I'm very, very lucky that I've worked with some of the best songwriters in the world. So, yeah, so I guess I'm, I'm I guess I'm, I have, you know, hmm. somewhat a little bit of talent. <laughs> I guess I can sing. And, so, and, and no, I'm very, very lucky. You can yeah. certainly sing and a lot more besides, although you said that music now is contrived and sexualized. I mean, think about that. I mean, yeah. it was even contrived and sexualized way before you. I mean, Presley was sexualized, right? The Beatles were sexualized. No. Well, not, not as much as they are now where it's kind of in your face. And I, I remember being at the Billboard Music Awards at the Go-Go's and it was, a, it was about five years ago and, and we were horrified and we've, we've seen it all and done it all and, and we were horrified um, how young girls are marketed in music. It's just not okay, you know, and it's not empowering and, and we were shocked. You know, it's, it's a lot different. I, I think it was more subtle back in the day. It's not subtle anymore. It's pretty much in your face. In spite of living in the times when there's a lot more emphasis now on empowering women, you believe that's not working in the right direction? I, I don't think. I mean, how can you, how, how is that empowering? I don't, I, don't I'm, I'm, I think I'm missing something if, it, if it's supposed to be. I mean, sure, you're going to get attention, but is it empowering, you know? And I, I, I really doubt it. I mean, that's just my my. So it, point well, of view. well, it's got worse people, from it's got worse from your day because you did say <laughs> years ago that you were told to be sexier and write sexier songs. I mean, that really is pigeon, right. that is was, pigeonholing a woman, really, isn't it? That was really horrible, and and uh, that was actually the only time they ever said anything like that to me, and I never got that in the go those, but. Yeah, that was that mad after mad about you, and that was hor. It was horrifying to me because I'm not like that at all, and and nor do, nor do I want to be like that, and especially now. I mean, I'm too old to be like that. But <laughs> back then, it was like, you know, back then I had no desire to to go that direction. And how are you with the rest of the of the Go Go's from back in the day? I know you do reunions from time to time, right? And you play together. No. Well, we got we got inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame last year, and we're now pretty much uh, the band is pretty much uh, we we went our own separate ways, and we did, we agreed that you know after the Rock Hall, it's sort of the pinnacle, and everybody else everybody has busy lives too. So um, the Go Go's have gone gone. It's no more. <laughs> I gotta ask you before no more. I, before I let you go. There's a Cork connection to Belinda Carlisle, I believe. You're talking to a Cork yes, radio station. Is. Can you can you just talk about that? Is it on your mother's side? And my mother's side is from our, it's from the Cork area. I mean, they're like my great grandmother and her family, and and it's all they're all from 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 the Cork area. So. Yes, I do have a connection there. I, and I love Ireland anyway, you know, and, but, and uh, even if I didn't have a connection. But we can claim you, Belinda, right? 
Yes, you can. Actually, you can. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm officially I'm officially d- declaring Belinda Carlisle as a, as a cork girl then. <laughs> a cork girl, exactly. exactly. All right. Well, listen, it's going to be great to have you back on Side. The gig is Friday night, albeit delayed by a couple of years. We won't mention the C word, will we? Hopefully that's all behind us. Oh, God, I know. I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. And I'm so sorry. My brother died oh. on the um, on the first time around, and I just, I lost my voice completely. Oh, dear. Sorry. And, um, and then COVID, then the second time, and this time everything's good, and I'll see you this week. Yeah, looking this, forward to it. Don't, don't, miss, don't miss that flight. We'll see you on Side on Friday. I <laughs> I'll see you. Okay, Neil, thank you so much. Bye, Belinda. See ya. Bye. Belinda Carlisle, long-time fan. I'm sure you are too. And it's great to discover that uh, we can claim Belinda Carlisle as one of our own because on her mother's side, our people are all from Cork and she plays the Opera House on Friday night. Lines open now. we got double passes. Uh, 0818 You want to get tickets yourself, then you can do so in the usual sources. Uh, Opera House box office, online, etc., etc., etc. I'll see you tomorrow. This is another Red FM podcast. And remember, if you enjoyed this episode, for more podcasts, check out redextra.ie. It's full of great Red FM content.